Thanks, Lucas. When I'm not spitting on Chris Pine, I'm here recording Bacon Wire <laughs> with uh, Carter and Spartan Dog. Um, hey, I actually didn't do that bad on the intro. I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, nice. You guys there? Yeah, we're here. Okay. Yeah. It, no, no. froze, so it's probably a bad joke. It didn't land, but I <laughs> at least want to make sure we're good. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. We're going to have a special guest on. He is he is coming tonight. Uh, he will be here in a little bit. Trevor. Uh, Do Blue not Blue. come. Do for not real come. this time. For, for Do real not this come. time. Do not, not like, come. <laughs> uh, Blueprint Trev is coming on. Trevor, Trevor IDK on Twitter. But before he comes on, we're going to get into the game. Michigan State beats Western 35-13. Depending on who you bet, we cover the spread or we barely did, missed it by a half point. Um, we're going to do the compliment sandwich right off the bat. Uh, Spartan Dog has them ready to go. So how about we start with – you start with your compliment. Yeah, I think, we, I think we're going to have a collective compliment. Um, so I think it's best if we save that for, for last so we can all talk about it. Uh, my first compliment goes to Jeremy Bernard. First game in a Spartan uniform – uh, gets himself open and, and scores a long touchdown. Um, it was an impressive grab. Yeah, it was a gr- it was a great grab. Nice move. Um, yeah, good good move to keep himself up and and good vision to kind of keep in good vision to to get into the end zone. Uh, you know, first college game, first touchdown. You can't really ask for anything more than that. And uh, Lucas, your Montori Foster breakout. Uh, prediction is is in peril it's in peril. i will save it for you i will save it for you he is still working his way back from a summer injury okay, okay so it was an injury all right it's not just yeah he didn't put the work in but i mean i said he could win a game or two for us and that can still happen so i think i'm still alive for now um Carter, yeah. do you have a do you have a compliment I do. My compliment, my first one goes to the run game. Um, A lot of people, a lot of the experts in the media projected that Michigan State's run game was going to take this huge hit. Um, And without Kenneth Walker being there, that area of their offense was going to struggle. Uh, I think we saw on on Friday that that's not going to be the case. Uh, Jalen Berger looked way better than even I thought he was going to be. He had, I think, 16 carries for 120 yards and scored a touchdown, had that big 50-yard run to put the game away. Yep. Um, that, I mean, you have that. That's it right there. I mean, I think you have your guy, and then you'll have Jarek Broussard who can compliment him a little bit. Um, and they ran for – what they. I, I, I hate this so much that I have to paraphrase Adam Baydoon from Woodward Sports and how he was talking about how – the run game didn't suffer, but I mean, I have to agree with it. It's, it's uh, the worst person, you know, made a great point type of thing. I think Spartan dog, you or somebody tweeted that one. I did. Uh, but, I did tweet it from bacon wire. Yeah. Uh, just the screenshot of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Average six yards of carry over. Six yeah. Yards. And and they had almost 200 rushing yards in the yep. game. One ninety seven. So, so I think that's a testament to the talent at running back that is still there the development of the offensive line and the run game that's opening up holes and being able to fight for extra yards that uh, coach cap has developed. Um, And I think that 
it's only been one game, but it's a positive sign going forward. And it's something that I think Michigan state fans don't have to sweat so much that they might have been throughout this off season. We've got our guy, maybe multiple guys. Yeah. Um, my compliment is Keon Coleman. That's Keon the, Coleman. Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman. Uh, four catches, four yards and a touchdown. It, it was a nice game. I, I guess I can extrapolate that to the wide receivers. Um, we, you know, Jaden Reed only had two catches for 31 yards. He had a couple, he had some punt returning yardage and all that, but like, it was nice to, sh- to see that if teams focus on containing Reed, that Mosley, who had a touchdown, obviously we talked about Jeremy, who had a touchdown, Daniel Barker with the catch of the night, um, going to be one of the catches of the year for us when it's all said and done. And Keon with the biggest night, um, it shows the development in the offseason for these guys, and it makes me feel better for, for the for the games like, you know, when K-9 would struggle, we w- wonder what would happen. And it, it makes you wonder what would happen if Reed was, quote-unquote, struggling or, like, just not being targeted due to coverage. I, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about things heading into, the, heading into the rest of the season with our receivers overall. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think that, um, I think now that I think I've always thought that um, the receiving room is the deepest room in on the on the team, and you know you saw on Saturday night what a deep receiving room does for you in big moments. So in Columbus, I you know I I think that I think we're in a pretty good position to where I I don't think this is going to be the only time all season where the defense is where an opposing defense is going to be keyed in on stopping Jaden Reed. Uh, And and to know that Trey Mosley is going to be open, that Trey Mosley is going to be available. Daniel Barker is going to be available. Keon's going to be available. Shit. Even Jeremy Bernard's going to be available. Uh, That's, that's huge. And that's going to, that's going to give, that's going to give Jay Johnson and Peyton Thorne a lot more options than just fuck it. Jane's down there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Keon, I think, um, exemplified that when he said, throw it up, I'll be down there somewhere. I think he exemplified <laughs> it on the uh, his touchdown catch and his uh, and that one big catch that he had in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, it just I mean, Peyton Thorne really did just throw it up to him and he just went up and got it. And I bet we'll see that a lot this season. OK, um, Spardog, what you got for the negative? I think I know it's going to be, but shoot. Yeah, and you know, I I hate to steal this from you guys. Um, not Peyton Thorne's finest moment. Um, I, you know, he still played decent, um, but for a good majority of the game, I I texted this to my buddy. Shout out Tyler, uh, not Jacobs, different Tyler. Uh, that he that it felt like he was being ratatouilleed by a nine year old playing Madden. Just erratic overthrows, rookie mistakes, just kind of heaving deep balls left and right. Um, you know, I, I'm willing, I personally, now that we're a little further away from the game, I'm willing to chalk it up to uh, to him. Just it's his first game playing his dad. I don't care how many times you tell the press that it's just like any other game. Playing your father is not just like any other game. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not really into that cliche. Uh, you know, 
we'll see what happens this week and going forward. But yeah, I was, there were a lot of head scratching moments out of Peyton Thorne this week. Yeah, mine was also Peyton Thorne. Um, so I'll take my, I'll make mine a little bit more brief and I'll just kind of half it. Um, yeah, there were definitely some very bizarre decisions that he was making in the game and also just missing on throws that he shouldn't have. Like he overthrew Jaden Reed twice, I believe, or he overthrew him once. I know that an open Jaden Reed, open Jaden Reed. That's six. If he hits that throw and then he overthrew, I believe also an open Keon Coleman. Yep. He Oh, he overthrew Keon Coleman on a jump ball. I don't know how you do that when that man is six foot four and can jump out of the gym. Uh, and, you know, he was just missing him. And then the decision where he was the, the interception where he was. Yeah, he decided to try to beat Mahomes. Yeah, he tr- he tried to do too much on that throw. I think he knows that, too. So, like, it it probably will come back and he'll he'll look at the film and, and realize that he can't do that again. Um, but still, just some com- just some stuff that was just really concerning. And just I think he was. He definitely was a little bit there was ner- there were nerves with him playing uh, against his dad and then also I think you know with Western he was probably taking his foot off the gas a little bit once they went up a little bit bigger. Um I'm still not a fan of that though. Like it's not an excuse because the, no point should this team ever get complacent with anything. And then the other thing that I was going to say that I was a little bit worried about was the fact that a lot of the guys Mel Tucker made a made a point about this a lot of the guys were limping and cramping and coming up injured. And he said, it's, this shouldn't be happening in East Lansing in September. And he's absolutely right. I mean, this was the whole, this was the whole philosophy, you know, in the weight room and with conditioning and things like this is guys have to be conditioned. And so far they're, they kind of weren't. And I mean, that's not going to go well later on in the season when you're banged up and, and, you're hurt and it sucks to play and all this stuff. Uh, so it's something that they have to improve on <laughs> going forward. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, today was the, today was the one year anniversary of, of the, of the deep end, right. Of, of Mel Tucker's deep end speech. And that does not look in that team on Friday did not look like they were ready for the deep end. So it's, you know, maybe again, maybe it was just, I don't know that first game. It just felt weird. The whole day felt weird. So I'm willing. I think the farther I get away from the game, the more I'm willing to just memory hole it, you know, Brett, it, Brett, it was a propaganda tweet from the chief of propaganda, but Brett brought up a good point. They played a C minus game. And I think Brett's being a little charitable there and they still covered the spread. So, you know, would it have been nice to like drop them 63 to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. No, they- I mean, Yeah they rolled like when they were trying, like they looked like they were just a significantly better team. Right. You so, can tell, they just kind of, you can off. tell there was a lot of motions that were going there. Were, you can tell there was a lot of going through the motions. And I don't know if that was led by Peyton. I don't, you know, I know it wasn't led by Mel Tucker. So I'm, you know, I'm a little concerned for that going forward. Um, but Thankfully, like when this team looked like they gave a fuck 
and were trying. They look good. They, they looked good. Yeah. And there's not going to be many, there's not many more games on the schedule where they're going to go, okay, fuck this. We're going to win. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, this, like this Saturday, I think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, it's going to be, it should be, should be a leave at halftime type of game if you're really motivated to. But uh, my negative is, yeah, I would say we look groggy. And, you know, it seems like that's kind of a staple of MSU. Like, you know, we struggled all throughout 2013 until Connor Cook really got it going. You know, our opener wasn't that impressive. We beat Western 26 to 13 and won the Big Ten title. And, you know, if there were a college football playoff, who knows what would have happened that year. Um, so, like, this – it really didn't bother me. But what bugged me is just, like, yeah, we kind of start off – we punted twice, but then we got it really rolling. You know, we're up 21 to 3. I'm like, okay – this is looking pretty good. You know, I, I think we're okay. We're shaking the rust off. And then like, it seems like I'm, I know Jay Johnson had a very limited playbook um, Friday night. I mean, I could be wrong, but it looked like, it looked like we're not going to give Western a lot of looks here and we don't want to give our game film out, you know, one week into the season, unless like Western fucking tied it at 21, you know, like that type of panic mode. Um but that would be my negative is just the grogginess. And yeah, we looked rusty and I thought we'd come out a little sharper than we did. Um, but I, I can agree with Peyton Thorne with it being against his dad. Um, that, that definitely fucks with your head. Even if your dad says, you know, doesn't, don't worry about it. You're still going to worry about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's weird to compete against family. It just, yeah. it just is unless you're like a fucking sociopath. <laughs> If you're, uh, yeah, if you're like, yeah, if you're Don Jr. and you have to knife Tiffany for a ride on the private, on the Trump jet, you're yeah. probably not going to think about it too hard. No. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's different. You know, playing your dad is, is different. What, what's your last, I think we can do our collective compliment. And I think I know what it is. Can I take a guess? Yeah, go ahead. It's Jacoby Winman. Yeah. Holy yep. shit. What? Wow. Holy wow. Verbal meme to Toby Maguire with the glasses, Aaron Donald, and then puts him on and it's uh, Jacoby Winman. Wow. Whew. That really? was a performance. I mean, that on his third sack, he came off the edge and the um, and the left tackle was guarding him pretty well. And Winman hits him with an unbelievably nasty spin move. Uh, just turn that motherfucker's ankles to dust. Absolute dust. That was insanity. He's going uh, to play Sundays. Yeah, you fucking think? <laughs> Hard-hitting yeah. analysis from me at, during the game to Ryan. Yeah, he put, a lot of, he put a lot of draft people on the map, or he put himself <clears throat> on the map for a lot of draft people. Um, and even with Jacoby Winman, I'll, I'll extend this. Like he was, he was doing a lot of work, but he was also opening up things for other guys. Like Brule had a, Brule had that nasty spin move too. And then, um, Winman displaced the quarterback, got him to move in the pocket, which allowed, uh, Chris Bogle to shed his tackle. And then he got a sack. And so the whole, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, defensive line was just hitting hard. Uh, and that's something we're looking forward to. 
Um, I don't know if you guys read Justin's um, athletic article about how he said, like, the pass rush won't be felt immediately. I think it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Shout out. Yeah, and then Chester Kimbrough had a sack. I think it was like a safety blitz, right? Yeah. Like a corner blitz type of play. Yeah, he just – Yeah, Kimbrough came like a bat out of hell. Yeah, he he fucking rocketed towards him. Not my favorite – Really good favorite. Not my favorite guy on the team, but he did – he did look good. He did yeah, have a very say. good game. I think moving inside to the slot's going to help him a lot. Yeah. Um. Then, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. We can then we could talk about real quick, like this weekend, um, Akron, four p.m. Is it on Big Ten Network? It is on Big yeah. Ten Network. Yeah, yeah, I figured. There's no way ESPN or ESPN Two is carrying it. Uh, we're a thirty-four point favorite. We need to cover this game. We we need to come out. We need to have a touchdown on the first drive, or else you, that we need to give we need to give our boy Noah Kim some reps, man. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need to get we need to get Noah we need to get some we need to get some G five eyes on our friend Noah Kim. This needs to be a Noah Kim fourth quarter performance. I will say, I did not expect him when Thorne got hurt and Noah Kim came in the one snap. I did not expect him to just <laughs> immediately take the snap and just chuck that ball up there. Yeah. That's I call I uh, I tweeted it during the game. I was like, "Nice Joe Flacco impression from Noah Kim." People thought that some people speculated that he was supposed to just hand the ball off, and they just said, "Fuck it, I'm going to make the most of this." <laughs> I don't know if he'd do that. I I thought it was a pretty good idea to to try to uh, um, get a penalty. But, yeah, no, the Joe, yeah. the Joe Flacco, baby. That's what that's what Joe Flacco did. That's what Joe Flacco did best, man. Yeah. Um, what do you guys want, real quick? We got Trevor in the waiting room, or he's here, but he's chilling. Um, what do you guys want out of Saturday? Like, what do you want to see the most? I want to see Noah Kim play. I want to see Noah Kim take <laughs> snaps. That's what I want. I want to see <laughs> Noah Kim take multiple successive snaps. That should be the goal. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want. I want mm-hmm. Noah Kim handing the ball off to Eli Collins multiple times. <laughs> That's what I want to see on Saturday. Yeah, I want to see depth. I want to see the depth come out, get some reps, and then move on to Washington. I mean, Akron almost went to overtime versus a pretty bad FCS team. So Akron's a bottom five program in the country. Yeah. If we're were, not, if we're not having an orgy in the end zone, then <laughs> I don't really give a. I don't really fucking. I'm very concerned. I'll say that. I will have. I will have a way too early meltdown. <laughs> I can't wait to check your Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll check it during the game. Um, so, Trevor, we got we got Trevor on with us. Welcome, my friend. So, my how are you family, guys doing? Our brother, our partner. The only Michigan fan I like. <laughs> oh, I don't, you can't say that. What about, There's got to be other ones. What about Wooten? What about Meta? Oh, yeah, I like Wooten, too. Yeah, shout out, shout out my guy. Um, So, Trevor, your, your Wolverines, what, they win, like, 54 to 7 or something? 51 to 7, I think. Oh, okay, I was too generous. Um. <laughs> Our largest opening day win since 2016. Huh. Yeah, that they, they killed. I forget who they crushed in Colorado State. Again. Oh no, that well, was no, 
in 2016, it was like, it's like a, it was, I might've been one of them, like a military school, a military academy. Oh yeah. It might've been army or something. Oh yeah. Cause I think I tweeted Michigan hates the troops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it was, uh, it was, no, they killed Hawaii 63 to three. Oh yeah. It's probably going to look like that again this weekend. So yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be over by halftime. Um, so what were your thoughts? I mean, you were back in the big house. You got season tickets this year, right? Yeah, it was actually my first time back uh, since like 2017 or something. Because like wow. I've never really been a huge like in person for football. Like mm-hmm. I like to watch on TV because I get to see everything. Yeah. Um, and the big house is just like it was so hot and so crowded that. But, <laughs> you know, it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, I thought they. I thought they looked really good. They did what they were supposed to, and anything other than what they did, it would have been concerning. Yeah, I mean, you go out there and you just start to blow the doors off an opponent, and you cover easy like that. You really can't, you really can't ask for much more. I mean, it. You could ask for more points, but I mean, whatever. You get, you scored fifty one points. That's pretty. That's pretty phenomenal. We, I, I, I think the. Go ahead. Well, I think the one thing that, like, I, everyone wanted to see is, like, we heard all camp. It was like, oh, yeah, Cade McNamara, he's, like, taking this step. He looks great. And he wasn't good. Like, no, he didn't 61 know. of his yards came on one pass, and that was all on Roman, uh, Roman Wilson. But what are, your, what are your thoughts on the drama um, inside the, the – the drama inside the locker room or, like, inside the program? I, or just – fabricated by fans certain fans um uh what, what are your thoughts on this because I, I thought it was interesting the whole instagram thing where you know he tweets that whole thing about dropping your ego yeah Cade's blind supposedly blindsided like i i know you i know everyone wants jj to start and it's good i think i think he's the starter the rest of the year yeah, I mean, I think that JJ is just like one of those like religious guys, and he like posts stuff like that. I I really don't think it was necessarily a shot, hmm. but I mean, how can you not say it was a shot? I guess in this situation because it's so right after Cade had that press conference. Yeah, you could be religious and also be a petty bitch. Like, <laughs> but like you know what I'm talking about too. Yeah, like, no, I know those, what like, you mean. Football players like, it was very like. Yeah, but uh, it was kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like that great tweet where it's like quarterback tweet. Uh, All glory to God, love my teammates. Uh, Running back yeah. tweet, like rap lyric. It's like wide receiver tweet. The enemy smiles softly and carries a gun. I love that tweet. It is so relevant every time, too. It's always like. The... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. It's like always like the family that looks like like the kid that comes from the family that looks like the blind side. Like he's like <laughs> super Christian. <laughs> yeah. Um I just watched the Don Thomas videos to get my updates on the whole quarterback situation. I'm that's my Michigan insider. So I I don't trust anyone else. I don't trust like that Brandon Brown guy or James Yoder or anyone. Um I, I gotta go either. straight to the source. The, the, he, <laughs> Don, he's the Donna Sports Talk. Don the Donna yeah. Sports Talk. He he is a McNamara. Like he he knows what's going on. I it just it's amazing how you guys just are 
dis disavowing him when he is clearly the one with the most knowledge and of course he's, so. he's the Michael Orr of the McNamara family with significantly lower upside. <laughs> wow. I but, oh I can't that's I gonna wanna... that's gonna get clipped and I'm gonna be called racist. That's that's, that's getting that's getting clipped. I uh I just thought I, I I'm not gonna harp on Don, but I thought the video of him going the job was taken, Kate McNamara. I you about stole it. The coaches myself. took it. The coaches took it. Plain and simple. I about pissed my pants laughing. I'm like, all we need is to Photoshop like Michigan Wars behind him. He he learned that oh. he learned he learned that rhetoric from Gary. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, yeah, probably. I look at Gary's <laughs> likes. It's not great. <laughs> um, but um, no, yeah, I was like out drinking with my friends and I like missed that whole Don video. And I, when I came back, like when I like got home, it was like catching up. I was like, oh my God, this is gold. Like, what is this guy talking about? Because like everyone, everyone keeps using that like stupid uh, saying where it's like, if you have two quarterbacks then you don't have one, but I don't think that's necessarily true in college. But if you have Tim Boyle <laughs> and David Blau, you don't have a quarterback. So like, I don't know. My whole stance on the situation is like, honestly, I don't think there's anyone that Michigan couldn't beat on their schedule. Cade McNamara quarterback besides Ohio state. Like every other game, I think they had the talent to compete. He just has to not screw up. I mean, so, Ohio State, the defense looks better. I mean, it's, it's defense. Pretty, the defense looks good, and I think the offense is going to get going. I just think Notre Dame was a really tough a first opponent. They were top five. And I, I, never, I never understood where that spread was almost uh, was 17. 17. I never understood that. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Michigan's really talented this year. But the one thing they're missing is, like, Hassan Haskins, where, like, last year, I don't know how many Michigan games you watch, but, like, if it was third and three and you handed that ball to Hassan Haskins, he was getting it. He was going to fall forward. Right. And, like, without that this year, I think that J.J. has to be the quarterback because, they're like, you saw it on Saturday. As soon as he comes in, he runs, he rips off a 20-yard touchdown. Like, in a, in a read option. I think it was a read option play. Right, like you need that threat on third down of like, if Cade's in the game, obviously the defense is going to probably put nine in the box. But like, yes, if if JJ's there and it possibly is a shotgun, then you don't know what's going to happen if the running back's sitting right next to him. So I I understand that. I think there is way more upside with JJ. Um, I mean, I don't know how his turn. I'm not trying to make fun of the Michigan get Michigan State game last year. I don't know if like. If he's still turnover prone, you know, that might and, – and it's not like – and Cade wasn't the most turnover prone person. I mean – No, I, he had three picks all season last year. I, I still can't get over how we shut down the Michigan run game and that dude torched us. Like, that still blows my mind. But, like, that was more about our pass defense yeah, than I, I think, think it was, was about Cade. <laughs> yeah, that but, was that, you know, like I'm not trying Andrew to – Anthony. No, I, I know, but, like, Andrew Anthony hit that, like, huge slam play, so there was, like, 75 yards immediately. True. <laughs> a couple big plays. 
Uh, as Don as Don says, home run plays. My uh, my big takeaway from okay, Saturday is that um, RG three is not cut out for the booth. Oh, he's so I think bad. he's, he's so I bad. think he's pretty decent in the studio, but I don't think he I don't think he belongs I don't think he belongs in the booth. Like you look at other guy, like I think Orlovsky's decent. Like he's fine if he's on like ESPNU or the ECC network, but like you can't have RG three in the booth for a noon ABC game. I'm sorry, like. <laughs> he's just so, I, I I think he at least needs more practice I think because you look at guys like McElroy and Robbie Hummel who like I think were some of the best like they were rough at first but they like got practice reps in on like the lower tier games like RG3 like he just needs to call like he just needs to call like Mississippi State Vanderbilt so we can kind of get so we can kind of get a rhythm going Needs to call Maction. Yeah, he needs to call oh, some yeah. Mac games, like whatever. Like come to Kalamazoo he's just not like he's not good in the booth. I like him in the studio. I legitimately think he's good in the studio. But I just I I don't know how I don't know if he's ever gonna be 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 in the booth. I don't know how he's gonna be like a good booth guy. So I'm one of those guys that like even though I went to the game, I recorded it and then rewatched it the next day, just like pick up on I stuff. I do that. Well, yeah, RG3 is terrible. The, there's an orgy in the end zone. I was like, dude, come on, bro. <laughs> like, like, I knew that was going to be a thing the whole time, at, like, when he committed to play at Michigan and signed. Um, Get ready for the Gus Johnson orgy call. Oh, no. That's going to be good. <laughs> that know, will be big, good. Big noon Saturday, man. That's going to be good. That's going to be so good. I can't I wait. I saw it. Tw- I saw a tweet and it was like Alex Orgy is JJ McCarthy's JJ McCarthy now because like they just brought him in to like run. <laughs> so that that's like my other thing. It's like I think that the Michigan offense just want they want they want JJ Matt Weiss wants JJ. Which I if you if you look at it, I think that Matt Weiss is really the person that got the offense going because I don't think that Josh Gaddis last year just decided to be good. Like, he was terrible the other two years he was here. So, I just think the game plan changes so much with J.J. in the game. Counterpoint. It's got to be him. Counterpoint, Miami put up 65. <laughs> Against who? That they were playing, like, But yeah. still. Alabama didn't put up 60. Oh, they did? We'll see. I, I just – I think that Gaddis was super mid at Michigan outside of last year, especially well, there, 2020. There aren't enough. There aren't enough milfs in the state of Michigan. <laughs> yeah, the guy's probably going through them in Miami. Yeah, I don't he's even know doubted, if that's a true story. He's down in the milf capital of the world. That guy is fucking cooking. He's thriving oh, yeah. down in Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Michigan. I mean, what what do you think their record? What's your record prediction? Is eleven and one, or like twelve and zero? I mean, you, I don't care. What you uh, I'm never gonna say twelve and zero. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never do that. Like, I would never predict that. I, uh, I probably say, I, I do think it, I said ten or ten and two or eleven and one going into yeah. the season. That's fair. Because like they just returned so much. And, like, if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of, like, developing one position, it's edge rushers. Like, hardball teams have done it over and over again. Yeah. So, 
when you have to replace uh, a Jabo and Hutch, it's tough, but the program, just like someone in their scouting, whoever, whoever picks those players is good at it. It's, I don't know. That was kind of my takeaway. I didn't watch a lot of the game. I tuned in for maybe like a couple minutes in the, in the third quarter, but Michigan's defensive line already looked so much better than I thought they were going to. I mean, I saw Mozzie Smith just blowing guys up. Um, who's the guy that transfer from? He played at uh, Alabama. Iabi oh. Oma, I think his name is. Yeah. If you get if you get something out of him, you you tap into like that potential he had in high school. That's dangerous. So yeah, he I played- mean, I think that they won't. I think they won't have any problems rushing the passer this year. Yeah. Uh, well, he played one snap and got a sack his first play. <laughs> so. He just he got to camp so late that I wasn't even optimistic about it. I was like, you know, he's been kicked off of two teams, and then he played in FCS last year. So it's like I don't know what you can really expect. He's like 22 years old, you know, it's older. But yeah, him, Mike Morris, Braden McGregor, who's our new crazy ass white boy. Yeah. I don't know why. I, Always I have one, yeah. Every time. Yeah, you got to have a crazy-ass white boy. Yeah, we had Winovich, would ours, Hutch. Would ours be Cal Halliday? Him or Petrowski, yeah. Yeah, him or Petrowski, yeah. We got to wait for the PP to come to come to MSU. But maybe yeah, for, yeah. I don't know. I just imagine Cal Halliday driving around campus in a 1997 cherry red Dodge Ram. Nice. <laughs> That's just lifted four inches. Truck the, the smokestack, the smokestack diesel exhaust. Truck nuts. Yeah, truck nuts. Exactly. Oh, he's got them. You know what? You know what I love about that guy too is he's a safety that doesn't wear gloves. Yeah. He, no that's gloves. So and they always they always mention it too. No, there's like no gloves, no finger tape or whatever. It's like yeah, we know it's become yeah. like the new like Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne in high school type thing. Yeah, Matt Millen's gonna watch. Matt Millen's probably gonna call our game on Saturday. He's gonna see Cal Halliday. He's going to look like fucking Randy Marsh logging onto the internet. That episode of That's my type of ball player. Speaking of, speaking of Matt Millen, uh, did, I, am I the only one who finished hard knocks? Oh, uh, I, I watched it. I have not. I'm still behind. I mean, you didn't miss a ton. It's, it just basically went, it's cut day. It's cut day. And oh, I, I think my man over under 29 and a half, I think it went under surprisingly. Um, I didn't count how many times it said man, but it wasn't as much as I thought he would. Um, but like the- I, I saw the reaction. It was pretty positive. I'll just say this. I've been on this since episode one. Uh, I, we have one more college football thing to talk about, which is nuts before we get to the NFL. Uh, CFP expansion. Oh, duh. oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm all in on the Lions. I'm all in on Dan Campbell. If Dan Campbell isn't the guy to get a playoff win in Detroit, then the franchise should just fold. Because if he can't do it, no one's going to. That's that's Dude. my that's my main takeaway from hard knocks. Like if Dan Campbell was... isn't the guy, then no one's the guy. This doesn't mean he's a good coach or anything, but he was so emotional in the show after like even when he was like cutting guys and like after it's like you could tell this guy like genuinely cares. It kills and, like I know him. he seems like a massive cornball, but it kills him to to not ruin these guys dreams but like to kind of derail them you know when you cut them it it 
it legit kills him. And what I, t- what I liked from that is like every guy who left that room, even though they were cut, like walked away with a positive experience, like him and Brad Holmes. I'm like, man, I would love to see the, the cameras if Patricia was there. Like that would be great <laughs> to see one of those. Yeah. Hard Knocks, Alliance Hard Knocks with Patricia, I think would have been a little more entertaining. Wouldn't have been good. No, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been good for the outlook of the franchise. No, no, no. But I think it would have been a little more entertaining like that. It would have been on the same level that, um, that the Browns Hard Knocks was with Hugh Jackson. (laughs) Just, just to get like a full view of how fucking incompetent a coaching staff can be or or the LA Rams one when Jeff Fisher was there. Yeah, seven and oh, nine no. bullshit. I love that. I I like I actually really like the Rams one, the in-season one. But yeah. then and it, it like showed them hiring McVay and stuff. I thought that one was good. I, I love Jeff Fisher so much, but man, I watched that and I'm like this sucks. <laughs> I was so annoyed with him. Can can we what? Remember in the Browns one where like the was, whole there was like a whole storyline like that coach is so fat when he says hut his belly goes up and down yeah oh yeah what was that guy's name he was the old line coach wasn't he yeah, yeah it was it was something old line it was something old line yeah. Brown's coach belly Bobby Wiley Bob Wiley Bob Wiley yeah. yes Bob Wiley yeah. he was the old line coach for the Browns yep I remember that's when I started listening to PMT and Big Cat would not shut the fuck up about Bob Wiley. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. All right let's, yeah, do, let's do CFP. Yeah. Uh, 12 teams by 2026. Probably sooner. Probably. So- uh, I think they're probably going to stick closer to 26. I'm guessing 2024. That, that's going to be my guess. I think it's right. this was the exact format I personally wanted. 12 teams, four teams get a buy. All power five conference champs get an auto bid. Uh, first round, first round's a home game. Uh, this is what I wanted. It sucks that they waited until after Texas and Oklahoma decided to blow everything the fuck up by moving to the SEC and forcing Kevin Warren's hand to go get USC and UCLA. I feel like if they had voted on it like a year and a half ago when they should have, that Texas and Oklahoma would have stayed in the Big 12. Uh, But you know, I'm I'm excited for this. I am. I think I think this is the right move. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to improve. I don't think it's necessarily going to vary outcomes, right? Because if you just look at the history of playoffs, like across all sports, it 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 moves towards dynasties. Yeah. Right. Um, you're not going to get March Madness. In, in football, you're just not absurd. There's no, there's no oh, getty yeah. pot. There's no getty pots for no, college football. Uh, but I do, I do think this is the right move. The home, the home playoff games are going to be fucking awesome. Uh, for like fucking Arizona State to have to come to like South Bend in December, that would be fucking spectacular. I cannot wait. Oh. A December Michigan State playoff game at Spartan Stadium or like the big house when it's like two, 15 degrees outside. Oh man, like you sure USC, yeah, like Texas having to come to Michigan, the state of Michigan, that would be insane. 
like obviously it probably doesn't change the outcome but like no. last year if michigan come or georgia comes to the big house because we were seated above them i'm pretty sure so they yeah, would have been were, home you were two they were three yeah they were like what the what the hell would that have looked like if it, there was snow on the ground yeah under the i believe it's only the first round so yeah. Once the once the four teams get tossed in, I believe then they move to the neutral site, the bowl game site. So, yeah, they'll just rename, they'll just redo some bowls to be like playoff. Yeah, but I I can't wait. I cannot wait. Like I I like it because you know you get that team like um, Western Michigan, you know the PJ Fleck team, like they could have snuck in, you know, because they were ranked eight in the AP twelve. Like you could get that little cool storyline. Would they have? They were ranked. They were ranked. Yeah, they they probably would have gone to. I mean, say 2016, say Michigan, and got their asses kicked or something. But like, who cares? It's it's great for everybody. It's great for that little for that little school, and it's just cool to see that to see that moment. But then, yeah, it'll end up being like Georgia, Clemson. Well, I don't know about anymore, but like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, or Ohio State. Yeah. Like it's it's all gonna result to the same place, but like that's kind of how it is with March Madness too. Like you know, right now Kansas, a blue blood, just won the national championship. Like we saw St. Peter's almost get to the final four. Like you still get those cool moments. I still don't think we're gonna get in a blue blood winning. We're not gonna get a ton of that. I don't think. I I think if you're once once every like three or four years we'll get that. Yeah, we might. I I also think what this is gonna do. It's also gonna change how the selection committee ranks teams, right? I think there's yeah. going to be a little more, um, I think there's going to be, a, I think the calculus on how the selection committee ranks teams is going to change a little bit just for like, okay, like Ohio State is a conference champion. They're automatically in, but they lost to Michigan, but they beat Michigan State, uh, you know, <clears throat> but they beat Michigan State, who beat who beat Michigan, who who beat Ohio State, right? So how do you, you know, I think that's going to change like how you rank teams, and obviously like the rank, and obviously like the playoff teams are going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy SEC. It's going to be heavy Big Ten, right? But we're fans of Big Ten schools, so we shouldn't fucking care. Like anti-expansionists are right. It's not going to change. It's not going to cause variance in outcomes. It's not. Right. Alabama is still going to be Alabama. Georgia is still going to be Georgia. It's going to be like five SEC teams, four, four four-ish Big Ten teams, and then the rest are like sprinkled in. If you don't like, if you don't like the idea of a college football playoff game on a campus, then you don't like college football. You like the NFL, which is fine. Like the NFL. And like your college team, but don't pretend to like the sport of college football if you don't enjoy if you don't get a little chubby at the prospect of a first round playoff game in fucking Madison, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Like I would I would pay whatever it took to get a ticket to a Michigan State college football playoff first round game in Spartan Stadium and a late December tailgate. I don't care. I'll freeze my ass off and have fun. Like it would be worth it, and I know. You know I, yeah, sorry, Trevor. Go ahead. No, no you. I, I like. I like kind of did like a pros and cons list of this thing, and it's like the pro, like the number one pro to me, is like 
I feel like in college football, you have to be realistic about season goals. Like Michigan and Michigan state probably aren't going to win a national title. Like it's I'll just, unless I, I'm just like being realistic about it. Like, I just don't think we get the five stars. I don't think we have the guys, but it's like, this adds another thing. Like it just like getting a playoff win. It's just like cool to like, I don't know, just have that memory. So like, that's cool. And then like also in December, there's like that three week period where it's like college football is put on the back burner and then it's like, Oh, it's back. And like, this is yeah. going to extend that. And I think that's right. good. It's back with the Bahamas bowl and like the famous Idaho potato bowl, which like I enjoy watching because I'm a sicko who loves college football. Hmm. But like, if your goal is to like expand the brand, then you need to do this. If you want to expand college football, you need to do this. And who knows what this does for programs, really? Because, like, it's going to be more money. It's like, I, I don't know how this affects NIL. Like, these, I don't know. Jim Harbaugh was saying that, like, we got the, the Big Ten signed the $7 billion rights deal. Why aren't the players getting any of that money? Yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, his stance on abortion's whack, but... Yeah. I, I I do appreciate how forward he is about about play about paying players and like how players should be yeah. paid in, in compensation. But yeah, I, I I do agree. I you know Matt Brown, who we've had on the pod talks all the time about what a collective bargaining system for college football players would look like. It's interesting, especially with this with this CFP. I think this is just another step towards uh, towards the FBS breaking away from NCAA, at least in football, and being managed by the CFP. Because I think it's a lot easier for how many, 120 FBS programs. And there's probably one or two conferences who get left in the dirt, like Conference USA and probably the Sun Belt, unfortunately, will get left behind. But, you know, I, I think that this, that's probably the best chance for direct compensation is if, is if there's just a clean break from the NCAA entirely. Yeah, we the NCAA doesn't have long for this earth, in my opinion. The one thing I just I, that I don't like about it is the NFLification of like college football because like this is such like a boomer take, but like the regional stuff to me is like it is pretty cool. Like yeah, you know, like that stuff is cool. But, yeah, I mean, you can't not get excited. It's like you just got to embrace this stuff because if you fight back, it's a, you're just going to be disappointed. So what's the point? Right. And, and you know, I, I do understand that sentiment, too, of the of the regionality. But, you know, it's that it's that time's over. It, it's it's over. You can't you know, it, it got blown up. But the realignment in 08 blew everything up. It really did. Once the Big East got killed off, it yeah. this was inevitable. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I do think they stay closer to 2026 um, versus earlier. I think there's a lot of logistical stuff that needs to get planned out. But it might, yeah, this will be this will be huge for programs like NC State. I mean, it could coincide with. I know Texas and Oklahoma are like, aren't they trying to leave? this year like after this year like they're trying really hard to join the sec starting next season i thought it was 2025 
2025 I, I, is when they can join. They can leave a year early. Yeah. But I think they're, they are trying to leave after this year. They're really trying. I don't think it's going to happen. But, I mean, well, that'll – yeah, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Who do you think that – like, if us as the conference, it's the Big Ten, like, if we're trying to fill us or, like, fill it out, because I think the Pac-12 and Big 12 are dead. Yeah. It's just not competitive anymore, especially with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. So it's like, who are we going to fill out well, the Big Ten with? The dream we is get to the day, Big 20. But it won't happen. I, I don't think they're going to do it. Well, I think, I, I think, I think the, I think once there's a breakaway from the NCAA, I think Notre Dame is going to have more guys. You think what? Once there's once. Once there's the breakaway from the NCAA and Notre Dame's hand's going to be forced. Hmm. But like, so my, my thing with that is like, would Notre Dame join the big 10 or would they go SEC? Because like right now they're in bed with the ACC. It would be, you know what I mean? In this scenario, you would have to assume all existing TV contracts are null and void. And if Notre Dame were to join a conference, they're like basically contractually obligated to join the ACC because yeah, the ACC's TV contract with ESPN is fucking ridiculous and terrible. So, you know, if there truly is this breakaway, you have to assume that all contracts are voided and everyone is renegotiating from scratch. If that becomes the case, I mean, you got to join the Big Ten, right? If you're Notre Dame, your biggest rivals are big are in the Big Ten: Michigan, Michigan State, USC, right? I'm assuming Stanford. Yeah, point. I mean, I would assume Stanford because they're basically West Coast, Northwestern. So yeah. I'm assuming they would be Team 20. Um, you know, I would like to see, I mean, the ideal four teams to get to 20 for me are Oregon, Washington, Utah, and Notre Dame. Hmm. But I, but as long as they stay under the NCAA I think as long as they stay under the NCAA, Notre Dame's going to remain independent. So I'm okay with Washington, Oregon, or uh, Washington, Oregon, Utah, and Stanford. As the, as, as mm. the okay. Dude, my teams, my teams are so whack that I wanted to join them. Because like, <laughs> like, my thing with, I want Ohio State to have another F, another Division One FBS FBS program like in their state or like a Power Five team. You want Cincinnati. so like so Cincinnati. And then I, I always said Pitt just because of regionality, it's close, it gives Penn State something, Notre Dame. And then it's like, okay, now do I go far west coast and then pick someone up? But that doesn't make much sense. Uh just because of like travel and stuff. But like I guess I'd have to pick Oregon. That's the only program that's worth it. For the swag, yeah. Yeah. Then we could have Skyline Chili locations probably open up more <laughs> locations if we get Cincinnati. Um, aren't they going to the Big Twelve in the next? They are. Yeah, like yeah. next couple years. Yeah, next year I think. Oh shit! Yeah, that's next year. That's pretty soon. It's them, UCF, Houston, and BYU. Yeah, but once Texas and Oklahoma are gone, you might as well <laughs> be in the MAC. Yeah, you, no, you might as well stay in the American because that's yeah. what the Big Twelve is going to become. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like I said this on I said this on this other pod I did this week. Like Baylor's in pretty good position to be top dog of the new Big Twelve, but like you want to get them anywhere. You're the top dog of the new Big Twelve. Yeah. They'll they'll join the SEC eventually, I bet. 
because it's it's eventually going to be two mega conferences and then the ACC. That's what. Oh, well, I, I think the ACC and SEC would join because, like, I mean, you have to imagine they want to pick up Miami, Florida State, and Clemson. True. I don't know. It's it's going to be one giant clusterfuck. The more the more and more this happens, especially. With us getting USC and UCLA, it still boggles my mind that they're going to be in the Big Ten in two years. Like, it's going to be weird to see to go into Spartan Stadium and see like possibly the Trojans or the Bruins in like a November rainy, snowy game. Like, I think, um, I think the only thing that isn't causing the total implosion, and I know I've ripped on it a lot on this podcast, the only thing that hasn't caused the total implosion of college football is the ACC's. Incredibly awful contract. Because no one else can get poached. It's fucking ironclad, right? The SEC can't go grab Clemson and Florida State and Miami because they're just, they're fucking locked in until 2036. That's right. It's 14 more years. That's insane. I don't know how they ever authorized that. That's just nuts. Um, So we're ready to talk. We're ready to talk NFL? Yep. Okay. So, tomorrow night, September 8th, Thursday night football. Football is back. The NFL is back. I'm excited, but also nervous, which I think is I'm fine with that. Um, we host, or the Super, the defending Super Bowl champion, LA Rams, host the, man, it looks like the overwhelming preseason favorite. It's insane how many people are picking them. Not like insane bad, but like, I'm, I, I haven't seen anything like this in a while. Um, Buffalo Bills, we host Josh Allen, um, my former friend and family, Von Miller, and um, a much-improved Bills team that has a ton of expectations. And um, it, I'm going to be honest, if, if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, I really hope the Bills do because that fan base deserves it. Um, I'll just say that right off the bat. But um, – I'm just really excited for, for not just tomorrow night, but for football, for the NFL to be back, like the red zone, you know, the, the countdown clock hitting zero and then Scott Hansen blessing us with his presence again. Um, I mean, we, how do you want to start? Like we could kind of start like what we think of our teams or like, like a little, little blip on how we want to, how we think our teams will do. Sure. Sure. Let's let's go Lions first. What do you what do you guys think? Um, I I think they have a floor of five, a ceiling of nine. Hmm. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of it is going to depend on on Jared Goff and and how he operates in the offense. <clears throat> I wasn't thoroughly impressed with him last year, but you know, I, I'm so, willing to I'm willing to give him a second chance. I mean, he did. He did lead a team to a Super Bowl that can't be overlooked, even if this, even even if it was more scheme than man. But he know, didn't play well in that Super Bowl. But system, 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 you know, system QB literally. So if the system's good, then then golf should thrive. And so should thrive. to me, I think the more contingent thing on the line success this year. I agree. Floor is five wins. Ceiling is nine. But I think it more so has to do with the improvement of the defense, um, more so than Goff, because I think Goff is so well insulated that he just has to be an absolute trash bag 
for them not to be a decent offense this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he sucked last year at the beginning of the year, but his wide receiver one was like Tyrell Williams. They brought in Brashad Perriman. Yeah, just Yeah. So it's like, okay, he is paid like a, a an elite QB, but that's just the NFL. I don't think it was contingent or because of his play. So I I do agree though with SD. Like if if he's good and he's like 2018 golf, nine wins. I that no problem. Call me crazy. I see 10 wins. I can see 10. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean I, I think if I mean, I don't know if they're gonna win again this Sunday against the Eagles. You know, they're they're one of the sneaky Super Bowl picks. But Eagles are kind of a show me team before I before I start to believe the hype. Um, if they come out and beat the Eagles, then I think the expectation should be nine to ten wins, because then that means you beat one of the most loaded rosters in the NFL. And I think if they're just more competitive than they were, what, what was it, forty four to six last year? Yeah, it was for sixteen, right? No, it was six. Really? I think, I think so. I'm gonna look real quick, but um. I mean, if, if they're, I just want them to be more competitive and I'd love to see them sneak in the playoffs as a, as a seven seed and upset, hopefully not the Rams, a two seed, but you know, upset a, uh, a two seed. Yeah. It was 44 to six. Yeah. That's so bad. Oof, that was rough. Um, Carter, like, I mean, you get, you're the, you're the Falcons boy. Uh, what do you, or I don't know. You can chime in on whoever you want. Just go for it. Marcus, Marcus Merritt Gota. MVP. Yes, sir. I'm MVP. I'm, you mean? <laughs> I'm such a huge fan of him. MVP. I'm such a huge fan of him as the bridge quarterback. I don't know. I've always just been a fan of his. Um, he's a solid player, but I, I mean, I don't expect a ton of wins or a lot of success, uh, for the Falcons this year. Um, the only thing I want is I want to see them be competitive. Like I don't want to be getting blown out in games against teams with a pulse. Cause that's what they were doing last year. I just want to see competitiveness. Um, and then I want to see Kyle Pitts and Drake London, just get a bunch of numbers. Um, other than that, there's really not, <laughs> there's really not a lot uh, to look forward to um, outside of, you know, those, those top guys on the team. But I mean, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of not about this year. Like next year they'll go into 2023 with a high draft pick, uh, and then a hundred million dollars plus in cap space. Cause they'll finally come off of the dead cap of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Uh, and then they have a lot of that to work with. Um, if, if, if extension talks uh, fall through with Lamar Jackson, I would love to see them make a run at him. Mm. Um, Didn't he give a deadline on Friday and, and then say, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you, and then if you get a high draft pick, like you're picking top like two or three, which I expect, that the Falcons will be, you could get someone like Will Anderson and get get a you know uh, captain of your defense, like a game changer on that side of the ball that they haven't had in as long as I've been watching this team. Like they haven't had an edge rusher who would be like consistently as good as Will Anderson since like John Abraham. So yeah, this year won't really mean a lot to me. Like this is kind of a rebuilding year. I just want to see the young guys kind of ball out. Um, and that'll be fun because like if I'm not sweating out games, then you know it will it will it'll be okay. <laughs> Are you are, are the Falcons going to tank on purpose? They probably won't tank on purpose because the front office and coaching staffs have just been like so openly against that. So they'll probably try to be as competitive as they can. But I mean, like, how many players on that team like 
can you name outside of the the big names? There's like Mariota, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, AJ Terrell, Grady Jarrett, and then good luck Deion after that. Jones. Young Hoku. No, Deion Jones. That man has completely fallen off a cliff. He's really bad now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best kickers in the league. And then, and then I probably stops there, right? Desmond yeah. Ritter, isn't he a foul? There you no. go. Tyler Algier. <laughs> uh, Desmond right. Ritter. Here we go. Yeah, Desmond oh. Ritter. The future. Why do you need Lamar? You have Desmond Ritter. Some of our fans genuinely believe that, by the way. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I mean, if Lamar, uh, the draft, the Falcons draft Twitter spaces are all, all are always a joy, Carter. I have to say, if the if the fans... reaction the reaction to Drake London <laughs> was unreal. The Pitts one was better, in my opinion. Everybody was crying. Well, the Pitts one, to, the Pitts one is better in hindsight because he turned out to be a stud. Yeah, but the Drake London one in the moment was so goddamn funny. Because it was just so un like I was sitting at a B dubs with my friends watching the draft, and they said Drake London. I was like, "What the hell?" Like no one expected it. It just because <laughs> it, it, him and Pitts are such a like similar skill set. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of jump balls with that team. But do That's you, what do the, you okay. Like everybody our- keeps saying that it's like. Well, they're building a basketball team down there. Well, we're not playing basketball, guys. So that's why we're going to win two fucking games this year. Um, Did you do you like Arthur Smith? I can't get over the fact he doesn't have a chin. (laughs) He's a strange. I hate. He just has no chin, and I hate it. I'm like, he's a weird looking man. Um, He's also so like. He's also like so secretive with the media and like doesn't ever let anything out and it's really annoying like i know a lot of coaches do that but like he takes giving no information to a new level uh he's so he's going patricia mode pretty much he's like a slightly skinnier matt patricia in some ways dude don't ever say that don't compare another man to him it's the worst thing you could do new new england offensive coordinator matt patricia yikes wow Yeah, yeah. He's a a Rockets. Matt Patricia is a rocket scientist, but the rockets he builds are the ones. Is the one Roman tried to launch in succession, where it (laughs) blew up immediately upon launch. Yeah, it just puts the phone away. Um, Dude, Matt Patricia. My my NFL hot take this year is that Belichick is washed. Really? No good coach would let Matt Patricia call their plays. Yeah, that's. Have you seen his draft classes? They're so bad. The last three years have been awful. That's some that's some shuffling. That's some Mark D'Antonio shuffling the deck chairs type shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help my Tom Brady's overrated agenda. So just, <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. I'm just ignore it. Uh, no, uh, and you know I'm a I'm my my Rams. I I think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I'm not going to say they're going to. Maybe the, I will. I don't know. Fuck it. But like. And there's the obvious elephant of the room of Matt Stafford's uh, elbow. Matthew. Matthew Stafford. Uh, his elbow being an issue. Um, could it be? Sure. I mean, they're very – they've said all all engines go. Like, he's he's full go 100%. But I think, I think they're going to say that no matter what. I, I don't think 
I don't think you're going to come out before you're, you're, you're kicking off the season, you're hanging a banner and go, yeah, you know, his elbow's pretty limited. We're going to, we're going to be monitoring it. He's only going to throw 30 times and then maybe John Walford come in. You're not going to say that even if he is hurt. Um, but it's one of those things like, you know, I really don't know what to expect until one day he just gets tackled and doesn't get up and gets helped off the field. And then all of a sudden, you know, my boy, John Walford's coming in to save the, save the day. Uh, the next Kurt Warner type of story after Trent Green got hurt. You, you heard it here first. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, I love the addition of Bobby Wagner. Um, I'm, I think they're going to miss Von Miller big time because I think he made Aaron Donald a better player, but he also got Aaron Donald a little more looks because, I mean, you have a, you have, you know, a number one overall draft pick on your line. Um, and, and, you know, they offer the same money the bills did, but just less years, which, I mean, good for Vaughn. You know, you get that bigger money. Um, I'm just, you know, in the running backs, they really don't move the needle to me. I hope they do. Like, I, I think Akers and Henderson will be a good duo, but, like, they had issues this offseason with, like, soft tissue or something. And I don't know what to think of that. And anytime you come back from an Achilles, even though it's been a year, I mean, that's that's the type of injury that stays with you forever. Um I just don't know what to think of that, but I'm just going to go into the season enjoying the ride, you know, winning the Super Bowl is awesome. And, you know, I'm just going to enjoy it and see what happens this year. Like Stafford is probably going to get hurt at one time in his career in LA, but you know, it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm just excited. To, I'm just so excited for football and I've, I've been pretty lucky as a Rams fan last year and it doesn't happen all the time. So I'm just going to cherish it. Well, one person you didn't mention losing is Wit. Like, yeah, you lost oh, one of the yeah. best left tackles in football, and I, I forgive me, I don't even know who they replaced him with. Don't so, know who's who was filling in for Whitworth when he was injured in like a couple of playoff games. Which I think that that's a massive, who's opposite massive loss. Of, hmm? Who's the corner on the other side of Jalen Ramsey? I think. It's true. Might be David Long Jr. I don't know. Yeah, because I know uh, Darius Darius Williams went to Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going to see who the starters are. I like Darius Williams. I thought he played pretty well. Yeah. um, They traded back for some guy. Um, Oh, they have Darian and Kendrick. They They took a flyer on him in like the sixth round. That should probably pay off. He's pretty talented. They haven't listed who's starting, obviously, yet. But, um, you know, it'd be pretty – it's obvious It's obvious on offense. But, like, um, yeah, let's see. Base 3-4-D. Yeah, T- Taylor Rapp is a strong safety. Free safety is Nick Scott. Left cornerback, Troy Hill. Oh, yeah, okay, Troy, Troy Hill. Hill. That's so right. I was, I, was, I, I was pretty sure it was him. Yeah. I also like Taylor Rapp a lot. Taylor Ramsey's on the other side. Um, yeah, I, I forgot, totally forgot about Whitworth, you know, and just not just from a skill position, but like leadership. I mean, such a, and he's, and I think he's genuinely probably one of the most liked people in the NFL. I mean, I would imagine he has, and you know, like it just killed him to beat, to have to play the Bengals in that Super Bowl. But like, I'm, I am curious to see how 
Nopum's going to do. I mean, he did fine in the Tampa Bay game that Whitworth didn't play in. Um, but they're, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited, but the wide receivers like Van Jefferson's hurt indefinitely. And I'm tired of this whole will Odell Beckham Jr. Come back. I think he will, but I mean, I, I don't know at this point. They know Odell tears Achilles too. It's not ACL. No, no just oh, ACL. ACL shit. That's like a, fucking, that's a second. That's like that's a, a second. Same that's thing. a hamstring strain now, but yeah. if it's the second, yeah. then. It was a second time on the same knee. Yeah, that's, that's not probably, great. No. Probably superhuman now. But like he's, you can get him for a discounted deal, and he said some shit like, "I'm gonna sign with the winner of the Bills Rams game," and I'm like, he said he's part joking. I'm like, he's gonna fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna sign with one of these two teams. But um, no, I'm excited for them. I think the ceiling is 13 wins. Uh, floor is. Six or seven if Stafford gets hurt and if Walford just straight up sucks balls. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That, that's that's the biggest – my biggest summary of what the Rams can be this year. Um, so, let's talk – we'll talk our division winners and, like, we'll, we'll say who – we'll just pick an MVP. That's a pretty easy thing to pick. Um, could, and then we could pick awards, honestly. Sure. Yeah, we could, we could burn through that. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do around the horn. Okay. Um, AFC East. I think we all are going to pick Buffalo, but do we ha- all have Buffalo? Yes. Yeah. I would say they're the one seed in the AFC. I will put Buffalo in as the one seed in the AFC right now. Um, I'm pretty comfortable doing that too. Yep. Yep. Um, the AFC South, who do you have? Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, I have, um, I have Indianapolis right now. If Derrick Henry can kind of get back to form, then I think Tennessee becomes a pretty interesting. Time. But if if he's not able to, if he's not able to fully bounce back from his injury, then then yeah, I have, um, then yeah, I have Indianapolis. I think I'm still got still got a deep run left in the tank and. And Frank Reich's, Frank Reich's a really good coach, so I think he'll I think we'll be able to make something out of us. I think we'll be able to get something out of him. So, okay. I, I don't know. Also, hold on. Can I cut you off one second, Trevor, just yeah. for a quick mm-hmm. – I don't know. I don't know if this is a biased take, but I think, like – I think Matt Ryan is the best non-injured quarterback they've had. Like he's kind of like a better version of like what Philip Rivers was in like 2020 or 2019, 2020. Yeah, I mean you're getting um, you're getting him significantly you're getting Matt Ryan significantly longer young like eight years younger than you're getting Philip Rivers. Yeah, and he's like way better than Carson Wentz, and that team was still like on the verge of the playoffs. So he should have made the playoffs. Yeah, he absolutely choked. Jacksonville. So, so I Titans. But like I have to pick the Colts just based on the Titans' schedule alone. So I was playing as them in Madden, and I noticed this. So listen to the quarterbacks they play this year: Week two, Josh Allen; Week three, Derek Carr; Week four, uh, Matt Ryan; and then Carson Wentz, whatever. And then they come back for their bye, Matt Ryan. And then this stretch is absolutely brutal. They play at the Chiefs, against the Broncos at the Packers, against the Bengals, at the Eagles, and then 
they play the Jaguars and then at Chargers. And then their second to last game is the Cowboys. What team is that again? The Titans. Oh, so that's brutal. I would hammer the under on whatever they have because just the string of quarterbacks they play in, in consecutive weeks, it's Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, Burrow. Oh, and then whatever you that, think about. That's 0-4. That is 0-4. Right. Like, I mean, whatever you think about Hurts. Hurts is right after that. And then you got Lawrence. And then you got Herbert. So I think they're going to be pretty bad this year, record-wise. I've never been a big fan of the Titans. Like, I I like the Ryan Tannehill story, how, like, he had some consistently finally leaving, you know, Miami, which was a shit show. But I just wasn't a big – the biggest fan of theirs. Um, I'm going Colts as well. I like Frank Reich a lot. And I've always been a a fan of Matt Ryan. I just – I've always liked the way he plays. And, I mean, his 2016 season was one of the greatest – quarterback seasons ever like any you know and we know what happened we're not going to touch that but like sorry sorry carter but like <laughs> you know it, and I, I it reminded me of that when i heard a mike mcdaniel interview how he still considers matt ryan's season that year to be the best he's ever seen and ever been a part of so that 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 speaks a lot and it's not like mike mcdaniel's had like the pick of the litter with quarterbacks but like you know, Matt Ryan obviously is top tier, so it was pretty cool to hear him say that about him. Um, AFC North, this this might be one where people kind of wiggled back and forth. What do you guys got? Uh, right now, I have Baltimore, uh, again, with an asterisk. Uh, if Cleveland can stay competitive until the sicko comes back, um, <laughs> I think Cleveland could come and snag that division, but uh, I think it's I think it's all Baltimore. I agree. I got Baltimore too. As long as they stay healthy. I mean, they were like, what, like a nine and eight team or something last year with all the injuries they dealt with. Yeah. If they're a healthy team and Lamar Jackson has his weapons and his back to form, I think they'll win it. Um, I think you can still, I know that the situation isn't ideal there, but like, I don't think you can ever count out Mike Tomlin. Um, and then you have the team that just can't is coming off a Super Bowl appearance in Cincinnati, but I go, I'm going Baltimore, even though it's not easy to, to decide. So I'm going to take the Ravens as well. They're going to play a last place schedule this year. So I I think it just lines up really well for them, especially if they stay healthy. Yeah. And as long as Lamar doesn't have to go to the bathroom during the game, I think that's fine. That's just one of my favorite moments ever. So looking at the, well, I'm looking at the standings from last year. They're literally going to, they had the fourth worst division or record that division. That's crazy. Yeah. and, And they were super competitive. Even even with Lamar being out, like they almost beat the Rams and they almost beat a lot of teams. I think they got blown out by Cincinnati late in the year. But um, I think Baltimore is going to have a comeback season. Um, they're going to they're going to make a lot of noise. It's it's going to be a revenge tour a little bit. Um, AFC West. This is going to be an interesting one. Who? What do you guys got? Uh, I I like the Chargers. Um, I think. I think this is finally the year they, they get it done and cross the finish line. Um, Kansas City seems like seems like they're the most beatable they've been since Mahomes' rookie year. Um, I, I'm a big believer in Justin Herbert. Uh, Brandon Staley puts his balls on the table a lot. I love that in a football coach. Fourth and Staley. Fourth and Staley. I love that. 
Uh, fuck analytics. If it's fourth and three, you go for it. <laughs> uh, so I, I really like the Chargers in the AFC West. I'm 100% with you. I have the Chargers. And I actually have the Broncos finishing last. Me too. I don't think they're going to be any good. Broncos I, country. I, let's ride. Let's ride. I actually still I, have the Chiefs. Oh, are you not? You, you weren't done, Trevor? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I still have the Chiefs. Um, as I mean, as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are there, I know Tyreek Hill is not there anymore. Um, but I think that they have enough depth at wide receiver that Mahomes will be perfectly fine. I think their defense is still really, or I guess it wasn't great, but I think they've, I think they can survive a little bit. Um, and I, you know, I still, I just think Mahomes has what it takes to, you know, still win that division. But I do think the like third place team that division can have like an eleven win season. Also, yeah. like I could see the, I could see the Broncos finishing last, being like nine and eight. Right. I could. It's going to be a very competitive division. But I, you know, Russell Wilson is the oldest quarterback of of all of them by a couple of years compared to Derek Carr. I mean, by at least I think five or five ish. But like. Actually, not even that, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, it's a good trade for him, but I mean, Seattle is obviously in a rebuilding mode, and I just don't buy Denver getting there this year. I I love Brandon Staley. You know, he, he coached a great defense in L.A. of the Rams and then moved over across the locker room to the Chargers. But, like, I, I got to go with the Chiefs. Uh, this is one of those things, like, prove me wrong. I'm of the opinion that Tyreek Hill's absence will make Pat Mahomes a better quarterback in the end. And it might be some growing pains the first game or two, but Patrick Mahomes is my favorite quarterback to watch the NFL. And I truly believe this will make him a better team, a better player. I'm going with the chiefs until proven otherwise, but I predict the chargers are going to nip at their heels and be like, a game out or like losing a tiebreaker, the division sort of thing, if that makes sense. I just don't do not buy, I don't buy Las Vegas at all. I think, I think they're going to, they're one of the most overrated preseason teams. So I don't know. This division's really interesting because like it is the chargers, like if they stay healthy, I know JC Jackson's out for the first couple of weeks, but like, Ooh, really? (laughs) Yeah. He's out. And like they added Khalil back across from Joey Bosa great trade it's insane and then like I know you said the Raiders are mid but they I I think that Derek Carr is one of the most underrated players in the NFL and I think that you give him the best receiver in the league and Devontae Adams on the defense they add Chandler Jones and I think that Josh McDaniels was due for another head coaching job with like his big flaw, his last time him being a head coach was wanting Tim well, Tebow as a first round quarterback, which is nuts. One well, didn't didn't he get didn't he accept the indie job with Andrew Luck being there and like straight up said never mind I um I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it had to do with the Flategate stuff. I just don't well, think the Patriots wanted him to go there. <laughs> um. No, I mean, I think Vegas will probably win 10, 11 games, but, like, that division is so stacked, and I think it's going to be Chargers-Chiefs tying or, you know, 1-2 for, for the division, then Broncos and, and – or Raiders and then Broncos. Um, NFC East, uh, who do you, what, what, are we, what are we thinking here? Um, you know, I – shit, man, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it to Combo here and go Cowboys. You, do. I'm going Cowboys. Uh, I'll pick Eagles just because I I I am a believer in Jalen Hurts. I do think he is a good quarterback. Um, I don't know how he got. I don't know how he caught such a bad rap coming out of coming out of Alabama and Oklahoma. Um, he, him and Devonta Smith is a, is a scary one, two punch. And I don't know. I like, I, I don't know. I just, it's a weak division. I think, I think the Eagles can feast a little bit. They have the weapons. They added AJ Brown too in the draft or during yeah. the draft. And they had Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders is mid, but <laughs> yeah, I like Philly too. Um, and it's not because I think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I think he's a good enough quarterback. Hmm. Um, and I really think that they don't have a ton of flaws like on their roster. I mean, yeah, they 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 have the they have the weapons to throw to. Uh, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, all those guys. Hurts can run himself. Um, and then on defense, you have Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis there. Uh, that's that is like no teams are going to run against them. Uh, and then they added Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who's a solid safety option. So I I see them winning that division. The Cowboys, like their offensive line, scares me a little bit. Um, but other than that, like I, I I just I think it's Philly's division, honestly. Yeah, give me Philly or Dallas. Sorry, <laughs> I literally said Dallas at the beginning. Oh combo. Um. Yeah, I'm going Dallas Eagles. Like I said at the beginning, with the Lions game proof. Prove me wrong. I'm probably going to get bitch slapped by them in the first game of the year, but we'll see. Um, it's nothing against them. Uh, NFC South, this is an interesting one and, and amongst our friend group and everything. And, like, I um, – until proven wrong, I'm taking Tampa. Allegedly, Brady's marriage is falling apart. So, I, well, you know, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Giselle said to him, like – she said, like, he can't be doing this forever. He can't be doing this football bullshit forever. Yeah, but she also said that, like, seven years ago. <laughs> True. It's just, it's so insane. Like, uh, like Brady retiring, it didn't make sense to me. It's like, dude, you're a top three quarterback in the league still at 45. Like, why? You could still win. You have a per- the perfect team to win. Yeah. Brady's going to have to get, Brady's going to have to get, like, Bruce Wayne. To, to for him to retire, like someone's just gonna have to take him over their knee and just drop him, drop his, drop him spine first for him to be done. Man, I thought. I remember after that Rams, that Rams playoff game, like, oh my god, Matt Stafford just sent Tom Brady to retirement home, and then I'm like, just thinking after that, I'm like, he didn't announce anything. This is lingering on too long, and then sure shit, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back. And I firmly believe he came back just to spite Adam Schefter, who broke the news. I firmly believe that. And he's going to go on a spite tour this year. And if he wins the championship, he's done. I think he's going to get to eight and say, I'm out. Give me, uh, give me famous Jameis and the Saints. Why not? Michael Thomas. That's a Spartan Dog 97 guarantee. The, the New Orleans Saints will win the NFC South. And go to the Super Bowl. I am, that's a stone cold Spark Dog 97 lock. This is for I'm my s- friend. This is for my friend, the couch burner. 
I'm 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 going Tampa Bay. I I will never pick against Tom Brady. And I mean their team is still super loaded. I mean, imagine if you get like imagine if you get 80 85% of like a really good Julio Jones as like your wide receiver 3. With Mike Evans and Chris Mike Evans and Chris Russell Gage too. And they have Russell. Oh shit, they got him? Damn. Yeah. Like Julio Jones is like I'm not saying he's prime Randy Moss, like when Tom Brady won the MVP in 07, but like there's going to be flashbacks to that. If Julio Jones is even close to what is closer to what he was in his prime, like Tom Brady's going to have, Tom Brady could win the fucking MVP this year. Again. If Tom Brady gives Julio whatever like fountain of youth shit that he's on, we could get (laughs) like, we could get like 2016 Julio back. Yeah. He's going to if Brady was smart, he flew Julio down to Little St. James and did whatever satanic ritual, uh, adrenochrome shit that he's been doing to get <laughs> Julio back to 2014 Julio. Called the TB12 method, brother. <laughs> yeah, QAnon is just the TB12 method. There's I have no, that book. The, the Venn diagram <laughs> is just a circle. Trevor, do you have Tampa? Yeah, Tampa. I am not picking against Brady. Yeah, I think the interesting choice here is Carolina. I don't think it's New Orleans. I would love that just for Baker Mayfield, just just to spite Cleveland. That would that would be so good. I, I think yeah. Baker's going to pour all his energy into beating Cleveland Week One and then regress to the mean <laughs> immediately. He's going to throw for like six touchdowns on Sunday and then like end the year with like twenty touchdowns and like twenty picks. <laughs> I just think it's so so stupid to like if if you just let Baker be Baker. I think that he that's a good offense. If McCaffrey stays healthy, you have DJ Moore, Ian Thomas is their tight end, right? Uh, don't they, they have another Tremble now. Tommy Tremble. So I just uh, Brian Burns if he takes a step on defense. I mean they they traded for J or they drafted JC Horn right and then traded for CJ Henderson last year. Yeah, yeah. And Jeremy, they have Jeremy Chin too, right? Yeah. I'm not thinking. I just I think that team could be nice. They can be a disruptor for sure. Um, yeah, I'd like nine wins, eight wins. Yeah. Uh, NFC North. This one, this one's weird to me. I, I could pick, I could pick any of three teams, and I'm, I could pick the Lions. I'm not going to, but like, this is a weird one. What do you, what do you guys think? Am I, am I overthinking this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's the Packers. I mean, I think if. Um, I think if I think if everything goes the right way for the Vikings, they could they could be a threat. But you know, I just I don't know. It, as long as Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, I'm riding with the Green Bay Packers. Or yeah, are the are the pick to win the NFC North. Yeah, I got Green Bay as well. I think this might be the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has had since being in being the starter in green Bay. And he's had some good ones, but I mean, this one is going to be really dang good. I mean, they have good corners, J.R. Alexander, Eric Stokes, couple good safeties. Um, they have Kenny Clark up front. They did all pro Devondre Campbell. Um, I think the, I think the weapon situation will get figured out. Like they have Lazard. Um, they have Romeo Dobbs, the rookie who's been really, really good. 
Um, they also have Christian Watson, who could be interesting. The running back duo of Aaron Jones, the emergence of A.J. Dillon as well. And, I mean, an Aaron Rodgers team is always going to win, like, 13 games. So, I have them. Uh, yeah. They're I have them winning it, like, fairly comfortably. They're going to sleepwalk to 12 or 13 wins and be a team yeah. worse. Yeah. I mean, everything – literally every single thing has to go right for Minnesota. Yeah. Every single thing. Kirk Cousins has to be the MVP for Minnesota wins. And even then, it might not be enough. So, I – I, I think that Minnesota's defense just holds them back, but like maybe they get that McVay magic with Kevin O'Connell at head coach because like the weapons in Minnesota are insane. They're, the, you the could say that is there. So like, I would like part of me wants to pick the Vikings just to be a contrarian, but like <laughs> you got to go with the Packers. They arguably have the best running back duo in the league, and right. then like Carter said, you have Dobbs, you have Watson. They re-signed Randall Cobb. He's there. I think they took Amari Rodgers in the third round last year. Maybe he turns into something. Rodgers' favorite so, target is probably Robert Tunyon, too. That guy's healthy again. Yep. Who's their other tight end? They have another tight end, right? It's Tunyon and uh, – Jared Cook's not still there, is he? Am I, like, way no, behind no, on that? No, yeah. Jared Cook, that was – that was a while he was, on the, he was on the Chargers last year. Yeah. I don't know if he's on a team, though. Is he? No, oh. I think he's a free agent. But he's like the ultimate journeyman. Yeah, he's a free agent. Somebody should pick um, him. On every freaking. I think he was a Ram for. Yeah, he was a Ram for oh. four years. He was on the Titans for five. Packers. He was a Ram. Raiders. Yeah. You, we forgot Sammy Watkins too. Oh yeah. Oh, they added Sammy Watkins. Not bad. Sammy Watkins. Josiah go off. He's gonna go off like the first two or three games. Yep. And then just disappear. He's going to blow yep. up for – and it's going to be like, make sure you pick up Sammy Watkins in the waiver wire, and then the next week, like, one catch for five yards. Like, that's that's what always happens to him, I swear. He did that in L.A. Like, he was – I think he signed with the Rams when McVay showed up, and he was good for, like, two games and then just completely disappeared. So, I, I don't buy that. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to – I'm not going to discount Aaron Rodgers, but I think – the Vikings will make things a little interesting. They'll make them sweat a little bit. Um, okay, this next one I think is going to be pretty contentious or pretty because Trevor is also a 49ers fan. Uh, and they scare the shit out of me. So uh, NFC West, who we got? I'll go with the Rams. No. Actually, no, I'll go with the 49ers. Fuck it. Yeah, you who got, cares? Come on, man. We got to do this. Trey Lance, because, like, there's just something about the 49ers. I don't know what it is about the franchise. I just love, like, the colors. I love Kyle Shanahan. It's is Jimmy, only... Jimmy G is technically still there, right? The He's their backup. He just restructured his deal. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. That's a and big – that's underrated. a big – that's a big cuck move on Jimmy G's part. <laughs> I got to say, that's big – that's big cuck energy. To just like restructure your contract, I think they well. I th- what I think they did is they paid him it out in a bonus, so it freed up cap space. Yeah, and so to make I, them more, and to make them more um, tradable. tradable. Yeah. And it's like the only team that really fits him is in their division. It's Seattle, and they're not going to trade him in division. No. Do, do you do you think Jimmy G will get traded this year? 
No, there's, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I think he no- could go to, if Matt Ryan gets injured, I think he'd be a good fit. In- yeah. Like if Matt Ryan gets like her, like if Matt Ryan goes out for the year, I think if you're Indy, you have to, you have to go get you. The other team would be Carter's Falcons. Mm. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Give me uh give me the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I like fun football. Cliff Kingsbury's fun. Kyler, Kyler Murray's fun. It counts, and then he sucks. Well, you know what? The regular season doesn't count, so I think they can win the division and then choke in the first round. They, so. they should have won the division last year. I cannot. That is no. that is very that is very doable for the Cardinals to win the division and then choke right away. Yeah. So I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl. No, we're picking we're them to win the, the division. Yeah. Carter, who you got? I am going to go – I'm going to stick with the Rams. I still think it's their division to lose. Um, I, I still think the 49ers' entire roster is going to be on IR by, like, week five, like they usually are. Um, I, the Rams still have it. And, I mean, people aren't really talking about the fact that they lost, they did lose Odell, but they replaced him with Allen Robinson. Oh, a, a healthy Allen Robinson is a very, very good player. Player. So, I, I still think it's them. I mean, I don't think he was. I don't think there's speaking. any drop off. Yeah, I mean, like I thought. I didn't think. I mean, I still think Odell will come back. I just think they're going to sign him to a cheap deal, and it's going to be like a prove, prove it, prove yourself. You know, can you stay healthy type of situation? Um, but yeah, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson was a huge signing. Like I could not believe they signed him. I thought this dude was going to get such a monster deal from someone. And like, it's, it's just going to be insane to see the weapons and I'm taking the Rams again, but I think they win this division by a game. Like I think it's them and the 49ers like battling with the Cardinals making things interesting, but I don't trust Kyler Murray. Like that whole end of November into December collapse by them was just like, it just to me was a big fuck off. Like, I'm not going to bother with you anymore. I was picking the Cardinals just to fuck with you, but low key, the film study thing in his contract was weird. That was so so embarrassing. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. Hey, you got to not play Call of Duty as much during the season, man. Come on. That is, I they're the they're the in season team. They're the hard knocks in season team this year. I can't wait. I would. I need for I need for the GM or for Cliff to to like talk about why they put that in his contract. Uh, I need that. I need that addressed. I, I don't. <laughs> I can't wait for Liam Schreiber to go. It's uh, release day for the new Call of Duty game, and Kyler Murray is in line. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray has attended games. It's fucking Sunday morning, and Kyler Murray's in line at GameStop. <laughs> Warzone Two drops today, and Kyler Murray is the first person in line. <laughs> Kyler Murray nowhere runs late for practice today. <laughs> coincidence a new video game just came out <laughs> um no i i like the car the cardinals are super talented and i love deandre hopkins and i don't have an axe to grind with these guys except i just think it's funny how jj watts already hurt like i don't wish injuries on anybody he's already hurt that dude spends so much time injured but like 
I, you know, the Niners and Rams show that they are the class the NFC West last year. They battled out. And yeah, the Niners kind of own the Rams lately, but the Rams proved it wrong in the NFC title game. Um, are they, you know, they put up a fight when they really could have laid down and just lost. But like, I think the Rams and the Niners are going to, it's going to be their division. Um, Trey Lance, I think this is going to be an interesting year for him because he played a decent amount last year. But, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like that leap like Mahomes took in year two. I mean, I think that's like a unicorn situation. But, like, I could see Lance getting, like, top three, top four MVP votes if they end up winning the division. But give me the Rams. But Niners, I said, I think the Niners are uh, are your five are your uh, five seed for sure at the very worst. Um, it, the, 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 the NFC West could have three playoff teams, but Seattle is going to be complete dog shit. So we will, we'll, we'll have two easy wins there Trevor. Yeah. John, John Schneider, uh, outright saying that Denver was the only option for Russ because he wanted Drew Locke. That's just so bad. <laughs> absolutely. That's either blowing smoke up your quarterback's ass or you should not be employed any longer. <laughs> they should have traded him for so... Baker Mayfield. They really should have. Yeah. They should have tried really hard to be like, hey, we'll give you Drew Locke as a backup for Deshaun. Like, I don't get why Seattle didn't try that. I, I think Baker I... has a lot to prove. I'm not saying he's a top quarterback, but, like, I hope he goes out and smokes Cleveland. Um, I feel awful for Kenneth Walker. <laughs> That's not a good situation. Yeah, dude. Like you get drafted, you're like, oh shit, I get to play with Russ Wilson. <laughs> and like, yeah, about that. Uh is is Kenneth, he's not gonna be the starter, is he? He's gonna get a oh, lot of started. touches. That RB room. Yeah. He might I'm sit out one. It's a hernia, so oh, man. That's not good. But the difference between like you getting a hernia and Kenneth Walker getting a hernia is like Kenneth Walker has like not like I'm not talking about like you, like your body. Like I'm just saying like <laughs> Kenneth Walker has access to like the best medical, yeah, the best medical care in the fucking. I world. have to go wait like three hours in line. Yeah, you have to go wait at uh, you have to go wait at you have to go wait in a Bronson ER. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Bronson. Um, that's where I got my knee surgery. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a good division. Yeah, a lot of some contention. Um, but good analysis. So we can, uh, let's go. Um, we'll do three awards. Let's do, well, we'll, let's do four. We'll do MVP, defensive, offensive player of the years and coach of the year. Is that okay. good? Yeah. We'll burn through them. So oh, I'm going to write them down real quick. Cause then I'm going to have um, CC's uh, medium sized house. Uh, <laughs> r- r- write these tomorrow while he's at work. If he has the time, uh, hold on. Let's see. All right. So let's go MVP. Who we got? Uh, I think if, I think if Brady's production doesn't totally fall off a goddamn cliff this season, like how do you not give it to Brady? He's fucking 45 playing quarterback in the NFL. Like that alone. Yeah. Is he should have won last year. That alone is enough to make him the MVP. I mean, Josh Allen would have to literally put up video game numbers. Did, did you? I see think to beat him Brady, if, like, if Brady stays consistent, he had like 485 completions, which is by far the most. Like he should have won last year. And I have, I mean, Aaron Rodgers put up efficient but insane numbers, but like I think it was Tom Brady's year last year. 
Sorry. Again, anyone, anyone get anyone losing Giselle Bunchin as a wife, <laughs> anyone else would put a 12 gauge in their mouth. I don't know how Brady's going to react, but you know, if he, unless he like, unless he like gets hurt or just absolutely shits the bed, you have to give the MVP to the 45. Unless the downfall just starts happening. Yeah. It's, right. it's gotta be him. I'm with you there. I'm picking Tom Brady. I'm going to go Mahomes. I just think with him losing Hill, if he had, keeps up his production, I think it'll be hard not to give it to him. I'm going to go if his team wins the division and he's like top maybe three and at least top three in all of the big passing categories, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely completely within his range to take a step up from what he did last year. Um, and I expect it to. So I think, I think that, I think he's going to win it. Okay. Uh, what do we have for offensive player of the year? Um, for this category, I mean, it, it's kind of hard because I kind of do want to give it to a quarter, but the, this award so rarely goes to quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Someone else go. I want to see what other people are going to do. I'm just going to take the chalk pick and take Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm going to go with just, someone else. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. I think he can win the triple crown as a receiver. So I'm going with him. Okay. In that case, uh, I'll take Devontae Adams. Ooh, okay. Good pick. Good pick. No, no one's picking him, which is weird. I thought you were going to pick Chase. I almost said Jamar Chase. I almost did okay. too. I'll just just so we have four different people. I'll pick Jamar. I'll pick Chase. I mean, I, I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to be even better than last year. He should be, but I, I can't wait to see what develops into. Depoy, defensive player of the year. Who we got? Uh, I think it's it's kind of the chalk pick, but give me Joey Bosa. I think having Khalil Mack across from him is hmm. is really going to open it up for him a little bit. I agree. Uh, you can't double team them both. So I, you know, I think Bosa is going to get a lot of, I think Bosa is going to get a lot of looks that he didn't necessarily get last year. Um, as long as he's able to stay healthy, uh, you know, he hasn't stormed a capital in a while. So I think, you know, he shouldn't have any, he shouldn't have any stress injuries. <laughs> Give me Nick Bosa. Okay. I, Mega boys. <laughs> I was I was also um I was gonna go Miles Garrett, but I don't think that the Browns are gonna win enough. Like he won't get people look at team record and they'll that'll that'll deter them. So I'm gonna go with Nick Bosa as well. I think the numbers are gonna go crazy for him. Um I'm picking my bias pick. I'm going with the greatest defensive player alive, Aaron Donald. Um I gotta take him. Like he's he's my favorite player in the league and I mean, it's not a stupid pick. It's it's. A, I mean, he, this would give him, I believe, his fifth depoy, um, which if he got another Super Bowl with that, which would match Lawrence Taylor in that aspect, and also top Lawrence Taylor in the depoy awards. Which then you have the conversation: Is he really the best defensive lineman you've ever seen, Lucas? I have to compliment your restraint because I really thought you were going to pick Aaron Donald to win MVP. No, so I no, really, no. really appreciate 
I really, I was going to be, we have to applaud your restraint. I was going to be a dickhead and be like, I think Matt Stafford's going to win MVP, but I don't know if he's going to make it through the season, but like, I I just got to go Tom Brady with the MVP. Like he should have won it last year. And I despise Tom Brady, but like I admire greatness. And that's why, that's why I picked him to win MVP. And then Aaron Donald, I admire greatness. He's, I think he will win Depoy. I'm surprised none of us took TJ Watt because that seems to be like the whole, yeah. the huge, the huge hot pick. And didn't he win last year? He's won it a couple times, I think. Yeah, but that means Tutter is going to be happy and like you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, coach of the year, who we got? Uh, I have Staley. Um, but if the Lions end up on the right side of 500. I do think MCDC's got a. I do think MCDC's got a good chance at it. I'm taking MCDC, baby. I want to take him too, but I'm adding it. Yeah, I'm adding it on there too. So, what should I put for USD? Put put Staley for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think if the Lions end up above 500 with the hard knock shine, it's going to be really hard to keep them away from that award. So Trevor picked him too, Carter. Oh yeah. I'm changing my pick. I'm going Mike McDaniel. Oh, I should have picked him. Fuck. Mixed kid. They make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs and they their offense looks good. Yes. Light skin king, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Oh, I that's love pick. Man, that that's a really good pick. I should oh I could say that's... Josh McDaniels, but no, that's that's dumb. Uh everyone says Matt LaFleur. I'm like Okay, you want to coach the year for having the best quarterback in the league? Yeah, that's like that but, would that would be like giving Belichick coach of the year in the mid two thousands. It's kind of like cheating. Like okay, well, like he's very underrated. Making he is. Her, uh, Who, like it's kind of Lafleur. Yeah, like no, I like he him. won. He, he also won, kicked. Like, he also kicked a field goal down five. So that's true. With like two minutes left, but he did go twenty six and six like his first two years, which is nuts. So, yeah, that I don't know what he went last. Burned in my head though, watching that. That was unbelievable how they just choked that, choked it. But oh, and the Niners were studs. But um, oh yeah, Mike McDaniel. Fuck, I love Trevor. Knows I love that man. Um, it's hard to root against your guy. The NFL needs more coaches like Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, Aaron, that have them that were shitty football players. (laughs) Uh. We're not going to slander Miami, Ohio legend, Sean McVay. Um, no, kidding. Uh, Matt LaFleur, you know, Staley. Nerds. They need nerds. You youth want more nerds in the NFL. We need the youth movement. It's slowly seeping in. And if more of these guys like McVay win championships, then it's going to be great. And like Zach Taylor, you have Zach Taylor. And then now, um, oh, shit, who's the – I should know it. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, um, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we need we need more nerds in the NFL. This is a great moment. Um, yeah, Mike McDaniel, great pick. I like that pick. I hope he wins. Um, he is the he's tied for second best odds for coach of the year. Really? It's Seriously? Staley's the best. Staley has the best odds. Dable, Hackett, then him and Dan Dable? Campbell and Kevin O'Connell. Dable. <laughs> okay. The, the Giants are going to win like three games. They're so bad. <laughs> I had low key. I wanted the Lions to hire Brian Dable before they hired. He'll be a good coach. MCDC. He'll be a good coach. They, Danny Dimes is just is he's God. not that guy, pal. He's he's white Lamar. Fucking or white. <laughs> Vic, dude. 
Oh my god, he's very trying. Uh, he's good. I think he's okay. Like, uh, if you look at Daniel Dimes, he's played for two different head coaches and like two different offensive systems. I don't think he's like. So it's like because I'm like super high on Saquon Barkley this year. Yeah, uh, I hope he is. Saquon Barkley's probably a good, probably a good, uh, probably a good comeback. Player. Comeback. Yeah. Um. So that was a good. That was a great. So I'll recap it real quick. Oh no, we shit. We gotta do Super Bowl picks, man. Okay, so I'll let SD continue his because you had New Orleans in the Super Bowl. And yep, Spartan Dog, Spartan Dog 97 lock. I ride with my good friend, the couch burner. The Saints are winning the NFC. That's a guarantee, a Spartan Dog 97 guarantee. I am never wrong when I make, I am never wrong when I make predictions. I am predicting the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, out of the AFC, uh, give me the, give me the Chiefs. Interesting. You're going to pick the Chargers. I, I, you know, I do like the Chargers. I just think the Saint, I I think the Chiefs are kind of going to be, I think the Chiefs are, the Chiefs are experienced enough where they're kind of going to take most of the season off um, and then put it into, put it into a new gear once the, once the calendar turns to December. Hmm. So I can I can see the Chiefs kind of being the fourth, being the five seed in the AFC and just absolutely tearing people apart from playoff. Who who do you think is going to win between those two? What do you mean? Super Bowl. The game. Oh, uh, the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. Spark Dog ninety seven prediction. Okay. I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong in my predictions. The Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's interesting. All right. Who's next? I'll. I guess I could go. I got Chargers and Bucks. Okay. Which feels like a chalky pick, but I don't who, care. Who would who would you pick to win? Would you pick Tampa? Give me Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think you got to go Tampa Bay there. I mean, I would personally love to see Herbert win it there, but like, I I kind of hope if the Ram. My opinion is if the Rams don't make it to the Super Bowl again, that Tom Brady makes it back wins his eighth and just fucks off. Like that's my dream scenario. Uh secondary dream scenario. I gotta edit that. Um but Carter, who you got? I have Tampa Bay coming out of the NFC. And then oh, the AFC is so hard to pick. Yeah. It's hard for me to say like the pop, like the popular pick is the Bills, so it's hard. I never want to go with like the big popular picks. It usually doesn't work out. But I don't. But I don't know if it'll be a repeat of the twenty twenty Super Bowl with with Kansas City. So I don't know if the Chargers make the Super Bowl. I I think I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay. I'm gonna go Kansas City beats Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. It's in the rematch. Ooh, okay. in the rematch, they get revenge of the rematch. You know, where, you know, where I thought Carter was going with that was Indy and Tampa. No, I kind of wanted to no. do that with mine, like pick Indy, just like the the wild, like the seven seed that makes it all the way to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan has like one last hurrah. Could you imagine like Tampa Tampa Bay versus Indianapolis? Matt Ryan versus Julio Jones in the Super Bowl. Oh, I'd love it. I'd hate it, but I'd love it. I think I think Tampa Bay would smoke them. <laughs> uh, I think so yeah. too. <laughs> Okay, you're going to be very surprised at my pick. Um, 
I'm going with the matchup I swear we were going to get last year on Championship Sunday um, until the, the Kansas City Chiefs just had a giant dump in their pants the entire second half of that game and just, just shit the bed. Um, and I'm of one of those people who believes, like, I will trust a team to defend their championship until they prove me wrong. Because last year, I thought Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl until that Rams game. But, like, and, yeah, they almost came back. I mean, that showed that they're the defending champs. They had they had the muscle to make it a tight game. I'm going Rams to, to go back to the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs. Um, I know a repeat hasn't been done since, what, Tom Brady in 04, 05. Um, and I know, I mean, none of these predictions are going to be 100% right, but I think Patrick Mahomes is a lot to Except prove. For mine. Huh? Except for mine. <laughs> uh, I, I think Patrick Mahomes has a lot to prove it, to at least get back to Super Bowl, but I think the Rams can, I think the Rams can do it one more time. And I'd like to get one more championship. So I think three kind of puts you in a different category, but like, I'm not going to get greedy with it. I've enjoyed my second one because I know that there's people who don't have one and it's, it's tough to get there, but I got the Rams repeating. They're going to do it. Fuck it. I'll just say they're going to do it. Of course. (laughs) I had to pick them, man. Come on. Uh, My other, but I was going to go Tampa Bay chiefs. If it's not the Rams, I think it's the Bucks. Um, So Trevor, you know, do we, we want to talk a little bit just, you know, it's been a long pod, but we could talk uh, D23 real quick. You guys there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So real quick. Yeah. We got D23, the Disney convention this weekend. Um, all signs seem to be fo- pointing towards um, Jody Comer. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Yep. Uh, being Sue Storm in the Matt Shackman directed Fantastic Four. And I like that pick. If that's the pick, I, I think that's the safe. I think I don't think it's safe, but I think it's the right way to go. Yeah. Um, I like Jody Comer a lot. Killing Eve, a uh, pretty good first season. Kind of fell off a cliff after that. Hmm. Uh, really good in The Last Duel. The Last Duel was probably one of the most underappreciated movies of, of last year. Oh, Fucking loved it. Rashomon style storytelling. Ben Affleck getting his dick sucked. Just... The whole bad yards. I didn't watch it. That's crazy. Uh, just great. Adam Driver. Adam Driver just completely unhinged. Matt Damon just in a ridiculous haircut. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much. Ridley Scott. He, look, he looks like one the, the one guy in Righteous Gemstones. He looks like the Berries and Cream guy from that Skittles commercial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I Jody Comer's the right pick. Uh, the fact that there's no rumors for Johnny Storm for uh, for Reed uh, makes me think that they're just gonna they're gonna roll with Krasinski, which I'm kind of disappointed with. But underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, it's the safe choice, and I I get it, but at the same time, like I think Penn Badgley would be just fine as Reed Richards or He'd fucking kill it. I want Glenn Howerton so badly. Glenn Howerton. Yes. Oh. I want him so badly, but it's the thing. He's so bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> the thing with the thing with Reed Richards is, um, and I'm a big fan of the Fantastic Four comics. I've I've read a lot of them. 
the best Fantastic Four stories are the ones where I've said this before, Reed is the villain. And Krasinski's not going to be able to pull that edge off. No. Someone like Penn Badgley, even though you is unbelievably hammy, um, he can kind of do it. I mean, Glenn Howerton is just like, Glenn Howerton's like the, I mean, God damn, that would be, that would be perfect. Unbelievable. I, um, I would, I don't know what I would do if, the, if he walked out on stage on Sunday or on Saturday. Just fucking, that would be unbelievable. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a better pick for Reed Richards than Glenn Howard. I mean, that's for the, for the Reed Richards I want, Glenn Howerton's perfect. Well, yeah, he, he can act so well on Sonny and like, and, and I kind of have a theory that he might be Reed Richards because I listened to the Sonny podcast and like he was gone for, for like an episode doing some movie and like, I don't believe it has started filming yet. So well, I, I'm thinking maybe a costume test. Audition. Like oh, audition yeah. slash costume test. Like I, I kind of wonder brought it up today. They did not say shit about that movie. I would imagine. assume I would assume, yeah. Glenn Howerton's go ahead, Trevor Side. imagine him giving a monologue in Fantastic Four that was like similar to the frame bang that he talks about doing to the, the, the lawyer's wife. Yeah. But that's kind of how, that's kind of how Reed Richards talks sometimes. You're going to ease right in. You're not even going to notice. Yeah. Like he's so intelligent. He talks down to everyone else. Oh. And Krasinski kind of has a little bit of that. Not to but, the of, re- of either Badgley or Howerton. But it's too, but like when he did it as Jim from the office, it was too sticky. I didn't like it. It's too sticky when he does. It. It's too sticky when 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 Krasinski tries to do it, and his and him acting as a straight. He's just not good as a straight. I do not think he's a good actor outside of the office. I I have not liked a single role he he was in outside of the office. It's gonna be none of those, and watch it's like Jamie Dornan, which I wouldn't mind either. I don't mind that? That'd be fine. Jamie Dornan was done unbelievably dirty by Fifty Shades. The first Fifty Shades movie is decent, and he's really good in it. I think. I they just didn't didn't the actors hate each other with those movies? Oh yeah, they fucking hate each other. Yeah, they fucking hated each other because the other two movies were shit shows. But yeah. like the first movie, I thought was decent, and Jamie Dornan was pretty fucking good. And like, if you wanna if you wanna see another side of Jamie Dornan. I would suggest checking out Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. It's very mid, it's it's very like um Night at the Roxbury, where it was like, okay, this is a yeah, this is an SNL skit. You tried to stretch over an hour and a half. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but Jamie Dornan is like an antagonist in it, and he's so goddamn funny. And he's got like such like he's doing he's doing like a Patrick Bateman thing. It's so good. So who do we think will be Johnny Storm? Joe um, guy from yeah, the guy from Stranger Joe Things. I, I think that's going to happen. I think Rudy Pankow's been been heavily attached to it. It's probably going to be him, Rudy Pankow from Outer Banks. They're pretty similar, um, like in terms of yeah, not the main guy, but like the other white guy in that Outer <laughs> Banks crew. I don't watch Outer Banks. So. I don't either. I, I still I still think Siegel is the thing. I do yeah, too. there's the a thing. lot of there's yeah. a lot of smoke. I hope we um, see him in the She-Hulk episode. That'd be great if we see him tomorrow. And then it's like, okay, 
here's a tease of what we're going to announce at D23 on Saturday. What if it's just 40 minutes of Tatiana Maslany and Megan the Stallion just popping it, popping it? I don't think you can complain. complain. No, I didn't watch. I haven't been watching She Hulk. It's good. It's all right. I like it. I've been so busy with work that, like, it's like a sitcom. It reminds me a lot of um, that Futurama episode where Fry fucked up the transmitter for the finale of like Single Female Lawyer. And the Omicronians came down and demanded the rest of the finale, so they had to make it. Hmm. That's kind of what it reminds me of. I've never seen Futurama. What? Yeah, I don't I really know. watch it either. I know. I, I'm a, I'm a I think super fan, but like, I never watched Futurama. Crazy Here's enough. my pitch for future. Here's my pitch for Futurama. It's Lowe's. Its lows aren't as low as The Simpsons, mm. and its highs are right there. So it's just t- good at points. Yeah, you have to bring out you have to bring out the chains to measure the difference between Elite Futurama episodes okay. and Elite Simpsons episodes. I might, have to, I might have to give it a shot, like binge it one day when I'm bored. Um, and then Doctor Doom, what do we think? What are we thinking here? Henry Cavill. I would love that. I think that it's would be yeah. I think it's banging. Him. I really do. There I haven't is heard any a, rumors about Killian Murphy, even though I wish it was him. There is oh. a Superman. There is a Superman kind of character, um, in in the Marvel universe that's rumored to be in the Marvels. Um, you know, if that's if they cast Henry Fott, if they cast Henry Cavill for that role. Um, I'm going to start having the Marvel Studios' cook conversation because that's so lazy. Yeah. Well, I, I also I don't think that role would be challenging for him, so I think he would want to be a villain this time around. He was so good as John Walker in Mission Impossible Fallout. So good. Yeah, he, when he when good. he does that heel turn, when he's trying to bust... Uh, when he cocks his arms yeah. like a no, gun. Yeah, when he does that, and then when he... Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, fuck. Um, he was the villain in one of the previous ones, right? Yeah, yeah. God damn it! I know the actor's name, but I can't remember the fucking. His name's Sean Harris, I think. Yeah, when he like when he does that heel turn, yeah, he busts Sean Harris out of prison, and he's like, "Why do you have to make everything so fucking difficult?" I was like, "Ooh, that's new." Yeah, I think Doctor Doom is Henry Cavill because that Solomon Solomon Lane was his Solomon name. Lane. Yeah, um, yeah, I believe I believe it is going to be Henry Cavill, but Killian Murphy would be fucking awesome. I mean, it lines up. He's probably gonna have free time pretty soon. Um, and then I I don't think we're gonna get like, man. So Trevor, did you see you saw that tweet I shared in our little chat like about the talent that Disney supposedly signed for Phase Five, like Denzel. Uh, Jody yeah. Homer, they signed Krasinski, which I hope he's something different than Reed, but <laughs> man, I, th- I think it's a safe pick. I think it's going to happen. And then uh, and then Giancarlo Esposito, who Carter and I are huge fans of. Um, I'm not saying you guys aren't, but like I've watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and whatever. The boys. That, huh? The bo- he's basically yeah, just boys. Yeah, he's basically just Gus Fring and the boys and Mando. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Like he's like, what if Gus Fring in space? Like, <laughs> what if that. Gus, what if Gus Fring managed superheroes? 
it's like what if Jerry get iPad kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. That's um I think I think they're gonna I mean this would be a dream home run announcement that Kevin Feige's like the X-Men are a little bit of ways off, but by the way, here's Professor X, and then Giancarlo walks out. If you, oh, you know what? Just have Giancarlo Esposito in the green suit, in the yellow car, just fucking wheel him out there. Oh, the theme. Yep. Yes. With a, with a new like, theme. No. I feel like that's so weird. No, like an updated like, theme of that. Like a more. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Trevor. It's just so weird that, like, okay, John Krasinski, if he's Mr. Fantastic, like, he looks the exact same in the other universe. Like yeah. Doctor Strange, it's just like them nitpicking that, and like I guess it was different <laughs> with Spider Man, but it's just so weird that I don't want that. I I, they, I guess like James McAvoy would have to come back. They well, actually they actually explained it in Loki. Uh, so there are certain there are certain beings in the multiverse who are the same being in every single reality. They're called Nexus beings. King the Conqueror is one of them. Um, I I believe Wanda is another one. Yes, she is. That would make sense. Uh, they're both they're Nexus beings. Um, Strange probably is too. Yeah, he's not in the comics. Like Nexus beings is a comics thing, but I would imagine that for the purposes of the MCU, Strange is also a Nexus being. Um, so, and and the and the Fox actors are still under contract allegedly. I don't really necessarily believe, but I mean, why wouldn't they be? I, I think I think if they are, we're not going to hear anything at D23. But if they aren't or they can buy people out, then I could see D23 being like, hey, here's uh, Giancarlo as Professor X. And I mean, bringing the house down by announcing Wolverine. But like, I think we're a ways away from that. I could also see them keeping a few characters like I could maybe see them keeping as much as I don't want it to happen, I would rather have Chase Stokes. Uh, I could see them keeping Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Mm, I don't um, think so. Man. I think that's Glenn Powell. I would love Good. Glenn Powell. I think I, it's him. Yeah, it depends on it depends on what take you do for the X Men, right? If you're gonna take the Brian Singer approach and make those guys and make like the main X Men team, like the older like professors at at Charles Xavier School for the Gifted. And like the younger kids, I would rather have the X Men Evolutions route, where like the main, where like the main team outside of like Storm and Wolverine and uh, and Charles are like teenagers, right? So for that purpose, I'd rather have Chase Stokes than than Glenn Powell. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I think it's like fucking Saturday at like 1 p.m. Eastern. You know who else would be good is. Uh... Fucking Cyclops would be Joe Curie as well. Yeah, he could be good. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that 100%. Whoever isn't a human torch. Scott, the character Cyclops has been done so dirty by the movies. They need a good Cyclops. He's so good in the comics. A lot of, I, I, Brian Singer's just a bad director and a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, So, like, Epstein's flight log a lot or something. Oh, yeah. He was all over it. He was all over that bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And he, like, brought young boys to the set of, like, the X Men movies and shit. Yeah. He was, like, the fourth guy. He was, like, the fourth guy to get me to. Yeah. Like, he he left Bohemian Rhapsody in, like, 
disappeared because of the Me Too movement. Like, yeah, they couldn't. It was fight. like, it was Weinstein, Louis C.K., Brian Singer. <laughs> like, yeah, Brian Singer, piece. Oh, Spacey. We got to put Spacey up there. Oh, yeah, Spacey. Yeah. Big time. Um, all right. I think that's a good wrap up. It's long, beefy pod. Uh, shout out, you know. Oh, oh, Mr. Landis. Landis. What's up, guys? What's up? All right. <laughs> oh, he's got his dolphin shirt on. What What do you think the dolphins are going to do? Well, it depends on what Tua does. Are you Are you a believer in Tua on? Do you know what Tua on is? <laughs> um, I think with what Josh McDaniel's going to do, Mike McDaniel. I'm sorry, Mike McDaniel. <laughs> sorry. It's all right. Um, I think with what Mike McDaniel's gonna do and develop him, I think that they have a chance. They have a shot. They have a chance. I mean, he's Tyreek is you know, like a super athlete. So um, I mean, if Tua can can go up to his level, then yes. I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun year. Um, but I, I also heard that um they want to make Gasecki more of a blocking tight end, which hmm. he would he last year he was a good um he was a good pass catcher. Yeah, he was a good pass catcher. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just I don't know. I, I, I think they should I think they should use him more as a as a pass catcher than a blocker, but well. Your son, your son uh, selected Mike McDaniel as uh, his coach of the year candidate. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe it. Okay. And yeah. It's not because of me. Believe me. <laughs> he, he's way smarter than me when it comes to any of this stuff. So while, while we have you on, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Putting you on the spot here. Jeez, oh, oh, God, you guys, you guys know I'm not. Well, anywhere near as smart as my kids. So we, um, we picked, okay. So Trevor picked Tampa Bay. Um, Carter picked Kansas City. No, uh, I picked the Rams. And that's a possibility. And uh, Spartan Dog picked New Orleans. New Orleans. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, me and my good friend Couchburner, we're riding. We're riding with the Saints. <laughs> he's, a, he's a longtime Saints fan. He's a believer in them. Um. Wow. um get like buffalo either la i think yeah i hate to admit it but Buffalo's really good i mean they're you know um their quarterback is is the best in the league yeah exactly one of the one of the best in the league and but i it's not going to be a matchup of last year but i mean it it could be close hmm I mean, um, the the Rams are, you know, they, you know, they're good, but I don't know. I, 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 I think down the road, the Dolphins could be good, but you know, maybe not this year. Yeah. They'll, they'll, get, this their, year. they'll get their time for sure. I think they could make the playoffs. I really do. Yeah, I think so. And, and, uh, we watched the, um, the last episode of, uh, hard knocks last night it was very interesting and you know um to to see those guys 
you know, firsthand and in the way they interact with the coach and stuff, it, you know, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, I, I, Campbell's, Campbell's a hell of a coach. And I mean, down the road, they could be a, they could be a contender. It won't be this year. It won't be next year, but I think, you know, his passion could, you know, lead to something good. I, I hope it does. I really do. He He's very passionate. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's been in all of their, in, in all of their shoes, you know, whether they get picked up or, or cut or whatever, you know, he's, he, he's been there. So he understands, right. You know, what every player has done. And, and I, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, they're, they're, they're not there, but they're going to be there. I think eventually. Yeah. I, I don't think Goff's the answer as much as I love Jared Goff, but like if they, if they don't have a great year and have another high draft pick, or if the Rams bottom out and they get that draft pick, then they could draft their quarterback of the future in a couple of years, you know, sky's the limit, but we'll see. I, I, I really hope the Lions have a lot of success. I really do. I, I love Dan Campbell already. And I just really hope for all my friends are, you know, I'm a Rams fan, but like for all my friends are Lions fans. Like I really want this to happen for them because it, they, they deserve it. They do. Well, yeah, my, um, our very close friends and and my golf partner, he's a, he's, he's like my wife. He's been a Lions fan forever. And they just, they're just gluttons for punishment. I mean, the law of averages means like they're due. The law of averages has to, has to, has to even out somewhere. Well, the, the last time, the last time I think I could be wrong. The last time I think the Lions made the playoffs, my wife and I weren't married yet. They won a playoff game. Because they've been to the playoffs. They they've been to the playoffs three playoff times with Stafford. 91. They they lost they lost in eleven to Okay. All right. Austin eleven in New Orleans in fourteen to Dallas. Yeah. And in fifteen yeah. or sixteen. Sixteen to, to Seattle. Seattle. Sixteen to Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I just remember that when I first met my we weren't married yet. And we will be married 27 years this November. That was the kind of the we were we were hanging out in her apartment and they were in a playoff game. Yeah, I think yeah, that might have yeah, my wife was born and then like a week later they won the they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. I think that might be the same game. I think that's my father in law's like it was great having my daughter born, and then like the next two or three days, the Lions killed the Cowboys. He's like, What a great (laughs) days! I'm like, Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. You have your daughter, and then you know, the Lions kick some ass. Um, god, Mr. Landis, thanks for coming on near the end. We got to get going, okay? It was great, it was great to have you on with us. Um, and uh, I appreciate it. I love you guys. I listen every week and, and oh, we love uh, you too, man. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about this guy down the right hand corner with the end. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. God, he's a great guy. Trevor, we love you too, man. Thanks for coming on with us. It was, it was, yeah, awesome. of course I wore my, I wore my green and white hoodie for all you right, guys. Got a boy. Even it all out. Right. Um, yeah. All right. 
everyone except uh, Trevor, you know, you can say your say it, Trevor. Um, but uh, David Car- Carter and uh, uh, Spartan Dog, go green, go white, go white. Go white.